Blog Talk Radio. It has been a long road, but the end of the regular season is here, Hurricane fans. And as Miami gets ready to spend Thanksgiving in Pittsburgh, where they're going to take on the Pitt Panthers Friday at Heinz Field, there is nobody better than defensive tackle Curtis Porter, who's been through it all in his five years as a Hurricane, to put everything in perspective. Um, this year, really, the last couple of years, it, it seems like you know there's just been so many you know different you know, adjustments and games and different things that you guys have had to go through. Sometimes it's happened fast enough. Sometimes it hasn't. Um, where do you think the disconnect has been? Like, what, what's been? Why has it been such an uphill battle? That's a tough one. Um, I just probably was, I mean, um, I could probably say it's just, it's, it's, it probably, it probably goes on to like, are you, are, are the players preparing the way they should be, you know? Because the coaches can only do so much, and it's up to the players to do what they are supposed to do, you know, when the lights are turned off, you know? So, you know, the old fam, you know? What you do in the dark will come to light. So right. I think that's probably the best thing to go, you know. So maybe guys could prepare a little harder for games. You know, that could be, be a little, it, be know? a little mentally sharper. Could be it. Yeah. I mean, it's, if there's been a steady pattern, really. I mean, of what you're talking about. I mean, it, it seems like every game, you know, you guys are getting pounded in the first half, and then you, you know, you go, you make some adjustments at halftime, and it gets a lot better in the second half. It's just the way, you know, you know, you got to understand, too, though, you know, a lot of teams come in, like, every game is just not, because you can't look at a team based on your record or anything, you, you know, cross, every team is crossing, trying, yeah. every team is coming in trying, with that same will as us, they want to win, you know, right. and at the end of the day, it's only, you know, two men can enter and one man can only leave as a winner, so, and, you know, every team is trying to come in full force and full throttle trying to win and find a way to win, and so, you know, what we probably did is sometimes not what they probably have done, you know, they said come in with new stuff that we just haven't seen sometimes and so we got to find ways and adjustments to try to you know keep that from keep those kind of things from happening so that's just the name of the game and so you know well you know like Saturday 203 yards rushing in the first half and then I think 11 in the third quarter and 40 for the whole second half um, I mean obviously something changed <laughs> Guys understanding their role and just trying to, you know, make plays and just understand that, you know, you got to stay in your gap, play your gap and just make sure that you, you keep them guessing so that they can hopefully mess up and then we take advantage of it, you know? So did you guys kind of like figure out at halftime what you were doing wrong and then it just got corrected or? Pretty much, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Well, I mean, we just, you know, we just had pretty much everything, you know, adjustments, made adjustments. And so we just had to make good adjustments and that good, that adjustment actually worked. So, and and it, and it works, so it's pretty much what we have to do. Curtis, cold weather games often turn into big boy games. You know, um, teams have to run the ball more. It might be real windy there on, on Friday, that kind of thing. Do you guys embrace that as a challenge? Oh, yeah. That's going to be our main focus this, um, this coming week. We're going to try to emphasize that we really need to just put on our big boy pants and pretty much put this weather aside, make it irrelevant, and just try to focus on what we got to do at one play at a time and just try to you know, keep hitting people in the mouth and not let this weather be a, you know, some type of factor to us and just go out here and play Miami football and just try to win. 
Would you be happy if this turns into a Smash Mouth game on Friday? Oh, that would be my game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I'd love that. You know, I would be like, please, come my way. Run my way. You know, um, just be ready because I probably can't say this on TV. I'm going to jump in your shit, you know? So just be ready because I, I love that kind of. That's my type of ball. That's how I grew up, you know? But, you know, if I got to play the scheme and then try to adjust to the past, hey, so be it. You know, be ready. I'm coming. Our defense is coming, and we're coming to bring it, you know? We're coming. We've been working too hard to not come home with him. That's it. What will go through your mind when you reflect back on your career? You know, you've had so many ups and downs. Um, I can say, one, I've seen it all. I've seen um, the good and the bad. Um, two, I can say that um, I've learned a lot from, from my experience here at the University of Miami. And three, um, it's just great to be a Miami Hurricane. Get ready, Pittsburgh. Curtis Porter getting ready to jump in your shit with all his buddies. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hope we don't get kicked off the air for that. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we're once again getting ready to embark on the fastest two hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, as always, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. So much to talk about tonight. Miami badly outplayed by Virginia in the first half Saturday, but this time it was the Hurricanes that got the breaks with three turnovers that they turned into scores. See how things tend to even out over the course of a football season? I thought the game actually turned late in the first half with Ladarius Gunter's interception as Virginia was going in to score and take the halftime lead. And by the way, where the heck were all the fans on Saturday? That was kind of ugly. It's going to be interesting to see how many people show up on Friday afternoon in Pittsburgh, where the temperatures will be pushing the 20s at kickoff. Miami has a history of problems in cold weather going back decades. How will they handle the bitter cold on Friday in Pittsburgh? And if they're not successful, will they be greeted by an even greater chill from their fan base that would be forced to reconcile an 8-4 season? As always, over the past 24 hours, we've asked Canesport.com subscribers to identify some of the topics that they would like here to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's what they came up with. Miami is getting killed in the trenches. Is it the fault of the players or the coaches? The offense, shuffling. The defense, physical limitations and mental errors. That's a good start right there. Why are the adjustments on defense so drastic at halftime? What can the defense do to make people feel better about it after the Virginia Tech and Duke debacles? Could the present scheme and philosophy be upgraded to a more aggressive and creative scheme with less bend and not break, play up more with linebackers and safeties most of the time? How are things looking for 2014? What kind of record can reasonably be expected by this football team next season? Has our emphasis on size and strength compromised the greatest attribute of all time, speed? I've been personally challenged for comparing the Al Golden tenure to the Butch Davis tenure and pointing out that it took Butch six years to get the double-digit victories as great a job as he did at Miami. People say he lost 31 Scollies over three years, that there's no comparison. I say there is a comparison. 
Take a look at how many players Al Golden has had a jettison out of this program in the past three years, and you'll see it eclipses 31 that Butch Davis had to deal with. Why isn't the best talent on the field at all times? People want us to break down the performance of the position coaches. Will the cold weather force Miami to try to win on Friday with the running game? Eduardo Clemens seems to bring a spark to that running game whenever he gets in. Why doesn't he play more? Does Miami need to get back to redshirting more freshmen to enhance player development? What teams will Miami possibly face in a bowl game, win or, lo- win or lose, on Saturday? And finally, when is Miami going to beat Florida State again? Well, you know, as you see a lot on the table for tonight, um, we're going to get right to it. Again, the call-in number six four six five nine five two zero four eight. That's six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go right on out to the phones, and let's begin tonight in the 504, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Roland in uh, New Orleans. What's shaking, Roland? I should recognize your number by now. Let me tell you, Gary. I had some points when I heard that at the beginning scheme when you first started out with Porter. Let me ask yep. you a question. All that <laughs> energy and aggression... I mean, you would have thought that was Russell Maryland or Jerome Brown. He look, before, I don't even know where to start with this one, Gary. Gary, he hadn't done anything this whole year, pushed around. It's almost like when you look at that D-line, man. Well, let me just focus on Porter right now. Just, I, I can't believe the comments he made to you. First of all, it was inappropriate. Second of all, he, he hadn't even shown anything this entire year. To even, to, to even, you know, piggyback on those comments. I mean, what have you seen from him? All I've seen from him is him getting moved on every single play, never staying in the trenches. <laughs> Gary, I'll I, talk about that first. Well, I just, well I'll tell you. Let me tell you what happened when Stephen Morris came in the room, okay? Um, Stephen Morris was basically asked, second question, what he thought of the of the fans and you know how supportive they are when things are going well and and how tough Miami fans can be you know when things get a little rough and you know he basically got up and walked out of the room so wow. i thought what curtis porter was saying was very refreshing you know i mean th- th- these kids are tired man they they've been through a long road off season workouts training camp a long season now they're getting ready to play their 12th football game um, they're tired, and you know, for for Curtis Porter to have that much energy and that much hope and belief going into this game Friday at Pittsburgh, I didn't have any problem with it at all. I, you know, I, I thought it was great. I really did. Yeah, I know, Gary. I mean, it sounded great. I mean, it sounded great, but from actually, from it's the difference between sounding good and actually putting it to, to action. You know what I'm saying, man? I, but well, he's trying. Bye, bye, bye. You know, he's 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 limited. You know, he's he's not a great player. You know, he's he's an average player, and it's his senior year, and he's trying. You know, I, I don't know really what much more we can really say about it. You know, I mean, you're right; he hasn't made a ton of plays. Nothing, nothing. Uh, my well, my question is as far as uh, recruiting. I know you did a special last week, and I caught probably seven percent of the show, but I think that's okay. Or, oh, okay, okay. Um, um, from the recruiting front, from the front, from the, from the just that front four, not necessarily the DNs and you know the Chad Thomas and, and um, the Jackson. I'm talking about those guys in the trenches. Uh, any any new, any more promising guys that they may get? 
um, you know, from the D tackle position and also from from a linebacker position as well. I want to hear that, and I have one more question, and I'm done, and I'll just listen in. Um, well, uh, on the D-line, the guy that I'm really keeping an eye on is Contavious Street. I mean, he's a big-time player, and, and they're going to get a visit out of him. And, and he's always, he's been pretty much Miami or NC State all along. There's a couple other schools that have gotten into the mix. But I had a chance to watch Contavious quite a bit when we had him last summer in Chicago at, at the Rivals Five-Star Challenge. And mm-hmm. I was extremely impressed with that kid. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping for Miami that, that they're able to get him very serious here. I mean, I, you know, you're, you're competing with NC State. And I know that's the hometown school, but I got to believe um, that Miami's got a shot there. And um, that one will be interesting. Um, linebackers, you know, not a lot right now new. You know, I, I'm expecting some things to maybe shake a little bit in December when the coaches get out on the road. Um, but right now, you know, I think it is as you saw it, you know, on the big board. Um, I don't really have a lot new there. And my last question, what about um... – Obviously, I mean, I mean, watching that Virginia game, man. Even though the score was was forty five thirty, it was I guess one round seventeen eighteen. But man, that defense was gutted. Even though you know by the turnovers that 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 Virginia had and the mistakes that they made, um, I really and I hate to say this, but that that D line coach and that D coordinator, man, they got to change. It's nowhere in the world they can go into twenty fourteen with those coaches. They just can't, man. They really can't. It's, I have never seen, and, and I understand what's going on, you know, with, with the sanctions and everything. But even even though when you were talking about the Bush, Bush, uh, Davis era and they had, you know, weed guys out, they still had better D-lines than they have now. I don't know what's going on as far as coaching, but I'm going to tell you, they got to make changes on that on that, that defensive line, uh, uh, Coach Franklin, and the Nashville, and I don't, and I hope, man, um, go to make those changes because I, I really think that some recruits, some recruits are looking at the D line, and I mean, and, and that coaching, and maybe a little hesitant because they got to make some changes big time. They really do big time. Well, Gary, we're not on. seeing a lot of hesitation right now. I mean, you're talking about what eight commitments on the defensive line right now. That, that's you know, true. That's true. That's but, definitely but, not you hesitation, know, you know. But but look at the think about the NFL. All the guys that came out of Miami that's in the league. Look over the last five six years. Look, look at 2005, and look at you know from, well yeah 2005 to where we are right now. Who you name? And look at this team right now. You're talking about a punter, a punter being the highest rated guy on that on that team uh, as far as seniors to get drafted. I, mean, you know, besides, well, I don't think he'll be playing. No, he's he's probably not going to get drafted. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's I mean, punters. It, yeah, he is. That's I mean, true. you know, maybe actually, you know, maybe he can get drafted in the sixth or seventh round. He's he's good enough, you know, to maybe do that. But uh, punters typically have a real hard time getting drafted. Okay. 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 But do you think they're going to get rid of Franklin or Demarfield? What's your thoughts? And I'm going to hang up. And, uh, um, be on. I'll be very surprised if there's not some changes. Um, okay. I, I will be. I will be very surprised if there's not. Um, but I've been very consistent in saying that I don't think this is a one-man situation. Um, you know, I don't think this is a case where you just scapegoat Mark D'Onofrio and blame him for the, all the mess and, and everything's you know hunky-dory. 
Uh, so it's going to be interesting. This is a tough time for Al Golden. You know, this is where head coaches really, you know, earn their money, and, and it's critical times. Yeah. I mean, you know, but at the same time, there, there's some problems with the whole thing. I mean, you know, like take a look at the Auburn situation where this year they brought That's in Ellis saying. Johnson. Okay, Ellis Johnson yeah. is a great defensive coach, okay? And, and they needed a little spark, and they, they brought in Damian Craig from Florida yep. State. They stole him. Uh, a great recruiter, very good receivers coach, and they brought in Ellis Johnson um, as their defensive coordinator, who's one of the better defensive coaches in college football. Well, you know what they're paying them? They're paying them eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, Miami doesn't pay their coaches anywhere near that much. I mean, Mark D'Onofrio's in about the five hundred thousand dollar range. So, you know, I think a lot depends who, who can you get. You know, who are you going to replace people with? For five hundred thousand, you can get somebody. You can get some, you you can get some young, young uh, for, five, for half a million dollars, you can get some young D, D coordinator that, that can change up the scheme to, to cater toward a lot of those kids from South Florida. Cause I, I mean, well, I'm telling you, I want it, to, it's, it's much like when, when Butch Davis, you know, replaced Bill Miller with Greg Schiano. You know, a younger, up-and-coming coach. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, you know, you know where Schiano's gone since he was at Miami, you know, head coach yeah. at Rutgers, now head coach Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, you know, Miami when it's been good, it's typically had coaching staffs full of guys that were going to become head coaches, coordinators, and advance in their careers, you know, moving forward. And um, you can't underestimate that aspect of it and how, how important the coaching staff is. But, you know, that, that's fine. Even if you get somebody young that, that, that you know, sets the foundation and moves on. But I'm going to tell you, and, I, and I'm done now. I'm, I'm, I know I've been yapping for a minute. But that, that defense is so soft. It, it, I, I I watch my Saints and I watch my I watch my Hurricanes and it just make I, I can't believe, it just makes me sick to my stomach when I see that defense how soft they are Gary it's just well you know it's, it's funny because a lot of people have been jumping all over D'Onofrio for talking about how they tackled with ninety three percent efficiency the other day and you know what if they hadn't tackled with ninety three percent efficiency I know um, I know that would have been you know far uglier than than, than what it turned out to be. You're right. You're right. Well, I'm gonna hang up, man. You do a great job, and I'm, I'm gonna listen in to the whole broadcast and probably give you a buzz next week, man. I appreciate it. All right, Roland. Yeah, good talking to you. Yeah, give us a call next All week. Right. All right, let's go out now to the um, the seven eight six, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. You with us? All right. Let's shoot now to the um, the seven seven zero, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Jerry? Doing good. Who's it's this? Steve. It's What's Steve. up, Steve? I ain't nothing. Just chilling. Just chilling. Hey, I got a lot. I got a lot for you, man. First of all, go ahead. You got do, the floor. Do you think we're gonna? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Do you think we're gonna beat Pitt tomorrow? What 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 do you feel about that game? I think because of the weather, it's a coin toss. I, I really do. I think Miami's a better team than Pittsburgh, but. I think the weather kind of neutralizes it. Miami players just don't respond very well to those type that type of atmosphere. So, it, you know, to me, it's a coin toss. I, that's I figured that that was going to be you know that was it. You know, it seemed like every week we got an excuse. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And the weather is a built-in excuse well, for why we're going to get not, our butt whooped. It, it, I don't it, think it's an excuse. It is an not excuse. an excuse. I, I don't the think weather, it's an excuse. The, if we lose, that's what the excuse going to be. You get what I don't I'm saying? Think the, I don't think you're going to hear that from any coaches or players. 
You know, they're certainly not making an excuse going up there. Well, we'll see after the game. Well, they 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 never make it be before the game. They'll make it afterwards and be like it was cold. I don't, I you know, I, I just don't see us being mentally ready for any game that we need to win, you know, lately in the last six, seven years. Ever since that LSU debacle up here in the Chick-fil-A Bowl and I was there um, yeah. with um, Coca last run when they punched us in the mouth, it's, no, it's been the same thing. It's been the same. Has, we has not been, been the same since that day. You're absolutely right. We, we, we haven't been tough since that day. You know, and, and my thing is, where's our AD from? What school did he go to? The AD we got now in the last one. Darn, you know what? That's a darn good question. I'm gonna while you're Tough. talking, I'm gonna try to look up his bio. I'm not. I forget Tough. where he went to school. You, you know, we keep bringing in these outsiders, and we give them power over our program to hire people, bring in people. You know, we we got our goal, and I hope he can change us. You know, and get us back because, like you said last week, he ain't going nowhere soon. So I'm gonna be rooting for him. But if it was up to me, I already told you what I do. So that's hey, Steve, I'm, there. I'm gonna guarantee you one thing, Steve. I don't think Nick Saban went to Alabama, and I don't think Urban Meyer went to Ohio State. You know? No, 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 and, no, no, and no, I don't no, think no. I, I'm Fisher talking about the AD. State. I'm talking about the AD who is over our program, who's who's doing the hiring of these nice, coaches. Man. I know, I know Nick Saban didn't go there, but look what they paid him to come there. He was the best man for the job. I didn't, I didn't ask you where Al Golden went to school at. You know, no, I'm just saying. I'm just I saying, asked I you where the people who's in charge. I asked you where the people who's in charge of our program. Where they from? What kind of background? Did he play football? What do we know about the game? You know, when it comes to hiring football coaches, because right now I just want to throw this out there. The next time we get ready to hire a coach, if I hope it ain't soon, I hope this guy get it turned around. But we need to bring in some guys who who know a little bit about football to be on like a committee. Don't just get his athletic director the power to just make a decision. And and we don't, you know, bring in maybe Jimmy Dustin, Howard Schnellenberger to sit on the committee when we when we hire somebody. You know what I'm saying? To make sure we get the right guy if we have to go through this again. That would you know, be a bad committee. Hope, you, you know, bring in somebody who's from the program, who really cares, and, and, and going to try to get it right. And, the, and another thing, Blake James. Just to answer your wait. Just to answer your question, Steve. Blake James went to Minnesota State University at Mankato, <laughs> and he got his and he got his master's degree in sports management from St. Thomas University. Did Great he play guy, football? by the way. No, did he play he's, football? He's, okay, absolutely there you not. Have it. You, you, um, you wouldn't want him. To, you wouldn't want him to play football. He does not have that kind of size. I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want him making foot, hiring football coaches either. Um, he's a nice anyway, guy. He's a nice yeah, guy. That's what that's our problem. We're bringing in too many nice guys, and they coaching, they coaching our football players. How do you bring kids from Overtown, Liberty City, who've been winning all their life, and coach the winning out of them, coach the coach the toughness out of them? But they doing it. They figuring out a way to make these kids look like patsies, and I know better. But let's talk next year. Cold words that I don't want to hear. You know, cold words for we suck again. I don't want to hear next year. Process. Please don't. Please don't say that word no more. Players, uh, my players are a year older. I don't want to hear that no more out of our coaches. Mature. They, they're more mature. What they got? They went through puberty over the summer? What is going on? Can we talk football language? 
can we hear something about, you know, we, we've been working on a skill set, fundamentals, tackling, toughness, you know, mental toughness. Can we hear that? Heart, tackling. Can you, can you not let them get away with that anymore, Gary, with that process stuff? Because it don't well, seem like the process involves any football. If, you, if, you you're know, asking it, my, if, if you're asking my opinion, Steve, I think you're going to be yeah. hearing it again next year. I, no, I, I no, think no. Tell them, tell them you're not buying it. You don't want it. <laughs> tell them the fans want. Tell them the fans want to hear you talk football. No more of that foreign language of we suck again. You know that that's just cold word. But we haven't did crap all summer and all spring. Did you see? It? Was you at that spring game last yeah. year? Uh huh. I saw that on TV and I was like, what is going on? It, it was a hot mess, and I knew it was going to be trouble then. You know, I looked at it, looked disorganized, looked like it was just, look, I don't know what they was having out there. But I said it to one of my friends. I said, man, what is going on? It don't look like it's, it's just a bunch of mess. So do me a favor. Not, don't let them get away. There's not enough seasoned players yet, Steve. There's just not. I mean, and, and, yeah. and that's a whole other failure. But, I mean, there's, there's, not, there's just not enough seasoned players in the two deep right now. And I don't can see we where talk, it gets a lot better next year. Can we talk? See, that's, that's the problem. Here's, the, here's another problem right there. We got me, you, and, and Joe Rose. Y'all got to stop giving these guys a break with that. It, it, it ain't well, never going to be enough players. I mean, let's be honest. It ain't never going to be enough players. Let's be honest. The, never... offense, the offense uh-huh. should, be, should be pretty good next year. Okay? You, you know, you're, you're, loaded, you're, gonna be, you're loaded at receiver still. Even losing Alan Hearns, you know, I, I think you're still pretty darn good at receiver. Um, and if some of these freshmen that they're going to bring in this year can contribute, they'll really be loaded at receiver. Um, you know, you're breaking in a new quarterback, Ryan Williams, but I, I don't think Stephen Morris has played at such a high level this year that Ryan Williams, maybe with a little more consistency, you know, can't match up to that. You know, hopefully Duke Johnson comes back at running back. You're going to have year B to add to the equation there, and hopefully a big back. Um, you know, if they could ever land someone like a Bo Scarborough, that would be like off the charts. Amazing. The offensive line, you know, you've got enough guys coming back that they should be decent. You know, you're going to have to fill a couple holes in. Yeah. You know, the offense should still be pretty good. But the defense, Steve, you know, you, should, you, yeah. you tell me right now where you, where you think the talent's going to be on defense next year. The talent is all over the defense. If our coach can do something, all they got. Can you do me a favor? Ask them coaches what are they going to do to become better coaches over the summer. Well, that, I mean, don't, and fair. don't let them tell you. Don't let them tell you they're going to be a year older and more mature because I'm going to be a freaking year older and more mature. You are too. What are they going to yeah. do to become better coaches in the off season? Don't let you got to stop letting them get away with that mess. We don't know that that's going to happen. Maybe they're not going to get away. Al Golden may come out, um, could be even as soon as next week, and he might say, I'm making sweeping changes on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. You know, he yeah, may not wait until January. That's fine, he too, but wait, I want Al you know? Golden. I want to know what he's going to do to become a better coach, too. I want to know what all of them are going to do to get better. They need to get better over the offseason. They yeah. all need to go to a coaching clinic because and, 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 they haven't. They haven't made an impact on neither one of them games. Hold on, hold on. We had three or four games where they couldn't put an impact. You know, when you've got good coaches, they, they, can, they can impact. Coaching can impact at least one or two games that you, you need to win. We, no had, we went that. down. We had a stretch of four games because we, we, we got by weight, but we had a stretch of four games where teams did the same thing, just ran underneath, 
We can't tackle the running back on the sweep. We won't cover him on the out. You won't cover nobody coming out the backfield. And it's like we just sat there and said, it was like we didn't even want to make it to the ACC championship. It was like they, they was like, you know, like the coaches said, like we made a deal with the NCAA that nobody knows about that we would, we would not go to the ACC championship. Because <laughs> that looked like it's something real easy to fix. No, it's been a disaster on defense, Steve. We, you know, there's no question about it. And we've talked about it now for the past month. I mean, it's been a total disaster on defense. The question is, you know, what's the problem? What does Coach Golden think the problem is? And what's he going to do about it? You know, and, and, yeah. and it's crunch time for him. I mean, this is, you know, year, end of year three, going into year four. This is crunch time now. You know, it's time for him to make his move. And uh, the decisions he makes over the next month or so are going to shape his success as a head coach here. I think he needs to shave his head and get rid of that tie for a start. That is, you know, shave his head? What's his, what's yeah, his hair got to do with anything? I don't know. I don't know. Now, now, you're getting, now you're getting crazy. But Steve, I'm just jumping out. Hey, I'm just getting. You gotta get crazy sometimes, Gary. You gotta get crazy. <laughs> hey, you gotta pull for a victory. You mean business? Hey, pull for a victory Friday, and, and and your Hurricanes are gonna probably come visit you in Atlanta for the holidays. I hope. Hey, you you see how Boston, all the players grew them crazy beards. You yep. know what I'm saying? Sometimes they shave their hair. Sometimes they grow beards. You, you, sometimes you just gotta well, do something forward. different, man. I'm going to look forward to seeing a bald Al Golden. That'll be interesting. No, nah, I don't want him to go bald. Just a little, just like a military cut. Don't go all Pull for a victory Friday, Steve. I, 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 want to, um, I want to meet you over there at Jocks and Jills or whatever they call that place now and, and, and buy you a drink, okay? So, so hey, I'm that'll hope, work. That'll work. I'm hoping that we come to Atlanta just so I can come see you. And uh, what, What's your I'm friend's praying. name? Calls us, what, your buddy's name again. calls us all the time? What's your friend's oh, name? Roy, Royal. Right, yeah, yeah. You, Royal, yeah. and I, we're going, we're going out drinking if we come to Atlanta. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, that'll work. That'll work. It, it's all on me, okay? All right, let's talk. That'll work. Leave me on hold. Leave me on hold. Right. You're on hold. Thanks, Steve. All right. All right, let's let's shoot on now. Always look forward to Steve's call every week. He always has uh, great things to say. Let's go now to the uh, 347, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? Hello. Hello. You're Can you on. hear me? Yep, how you doing? Hello? Who's this? Hey, this is Kwame. How are you? Hey, what's up, Kwame? How you doing this week? I, I can't complain for the most part. I'm just sitting here enjoying the show, watching Animal Planet, to be honest with you. Oh, that sounds like a good combo. Oh, man, this is great. These lions are amazing on this Nat Geo Wild. But anyway. Now you just need, uh, now you just need the canes to play like that on uh, Friday. I need the canes to be as ferocious as these lions, I'm telling you. <laughs> because they looked like hot garbage in the first 11 minutes. They had over 200 yards rushing, and there was 11 minutes to go in the first half. Now, I yep. will give D'Arfano credit. Uh, he wound up Ooh. cutting down D'Arfano. I can't even pronounce his name. I will give, it, I will give the D coordinator some credit for fixing their mistakes. Uh, that was apparent in the first half. But my words, my words, I mean – I don't get it. I, I, I don't want to say Do these guys just do they have mental lapses? Because it would seem to me that if you can pay such a stark, such a stark difference was shown in the second half, why well, wasn't it like that for the entire game? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why it takes so long to make the adjustments. I don't get why the adjustments work so great. 
and if they work so great, why they're not the game plan to begin with. I don't get any of it. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen – I've been doing football now for 30, 30 years, whatever, 30-plus years. I've never seen anything like this where every single week you're getting your butt absolutely kicked all over the field in the first half, and then you're frantically going in at halftime to try to make adjustments, and they actually work. I mean, you know, you would think if your team stinks, okay, you're going to stink in all four quarters. You know, you're not going to stink in the first and second and, and then be good in the third and fourth if your team stinks. Well, they're stinking in the first and second, and they're playing much better usually in the third and fourth, except in the Duke game where they sunk in the third and fourth. So, you know, I don't know, man. It, it, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a mess. It's beyond figuring out. And Al Golden's going to have to sit down and, and do some real hard evaluation and, and figure out what he needs to do to, to get it better. This team has schizophrenia. I, I just I don't, I don't know who they are. They don't have a real uh, – the defense doesn't have a real identity. Uh, I think Steven is – Fighting through it, you know, as far as on the offensive side of the ball, but you can see that we don't really we have the you know, real running back depth uh, that we, that we really don't have. I mean, you can, it's really becoming apparent now that with that, without Duke, there's nobody back there. Gus isn't really ready, and you know, uh, I can't. He think would be ready game. if he would just learn how to run lower. I don't know why uh, well, he has to run not. so upright all the time. He, he he runs like uh, up like, like Eric Dickerson, but Eric Dickerson was a lot quicker through those gaps than yeah, he is. It's fine, but, but when you get in short yardage down on the goal line and in, in, in short yardage situations, the low man wins, man. You've got to get down. You can't make yourself a high target. Once he learns that, I, I think he's going to be a nice running back. The problem is he's not learning it quick enough because you've got guys like Yerby coming in next year who's really good at that. Um, and yeah. we don't know yet what big back they might get. You know, so Gus Edwards, by the spring is, is, and fall, is going to be fighting for his life out there. Now, um, I, hate to, I hate to bring this up, but I feel like I must, given the past three years and the, the negative recruiting that went on against us, given the unfortunate circumstance that is happening at Florida State with their quarterback and the this total... Uh, I don't know what the hell you would call that going on in Gainesville, losing to Georgia Southern. That's like us losing to Savannah State this year. But yeah, they lost to Georgia Southern. We'll talk about that in a minute, but go ahead. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, how is that going to reverberate with some of these recruits? Because I'm, I'm reading stuff about Dalvin Cook and him now being, quote, unquote, only 80% committed to Florida now, which is cold for I'm looking around. Uh, oh, he's looking around yeah. hard. Absolutely. I'm I'm hearing rumblings about Ermon Lane now. Uh, where where are we at with with these guys? If you've heard anything, and that's that, that's really the last thing I want to touch on is that you know what's with the turmoil that's going on, because um, it's a very serious possibility they might charge this kid, you know, after the after the holiday. Yeah, it's I don't a very know, but you know. I think it's yeah. the, the the chances are a lot better with Cook than Lane. You know, things have just not seemed to go real well with Armand Lane for whatever reason. Um, so I would say the chances are better there. Um, I think Florida's in trouble. I, I, I really do. You know, I think they're doing the right thing and not firing Will Muschamp right now. I mean, he did win 11 games last year. But um, at the same time, you know, I think they've really paid a price 
when they they should have known that things were going south when they got handled by Louisville in the Sugar Bowl. And and I think they just sloughed that loss off, and, and they didn't take it seriously enough and realize the problems that they had. And I think they're paying for them right now. And you talk about coaching. Oh my God, did you see how ill prepared those kids were for that Georgia Southern that, option? That offense? team only passed. It was three, they were 0 for 3 passing. They ran the ball down their throat, and they were missing the assignments left and right. They had no clue what to do. Those kids were so poorly coached up for that ball game, and, and that's why they lost. And, you know, it, it was a textbook on how poor coaching can result in a loss against a vastly inferior team. And that, only, that really reflects on Muschamp because he's supposed to be a defensive guy. Okay, yeah, well, if you can't prepare your team, you know, for a Georgia Southern FCS opponent that only passes three times in a ball game, I, I gotta let you go. Well, they're lucky they don't have to play Georgia Tech every year like Miami. I'll tell you that because uh, that was hard. Well, they, but they do have to play Florida State this week, and I'm going to enjoy that. They're gonna get hammered. All right, anything <laughs> else, Tommy? No, take it easy, guy. All right, man. Hey, thanks. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, let's shoot out now to the. Um, let's go to. The uh, 973, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. What's going on? Ooh, very, very passionate, passionate show so far, man. Yeah, man. We got some passionate fans. I, I, th- I think it's great. You know, I, I think you it's know great. Me, they, and you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate, too. I mean, I'm who's this, by I the way? It's Ross. Jersey. All right, Ross. I called you about the offensive line to begin, the, you know, begin your show when you first had it on. But, um... This is, this, is, this is real passionate stuff from the fans, and I, I enjoy it because they're basically saying everything I want to say, and um, I want to talk about the defense too. I, I think it's nonsense, nonsense to keep bringing up that, you know, we got guys like number 30 on the field. I know, he's like again, I think his daddy, you know, was a great player for us. The fact that he's a smart player and he can line everybody up after he lines everybody up, if he can run off the field and put somebody else in in his position, I'd be happy because I'm watching well, you know, kid. I go back. Use of personnel and personnel selection without question has been part of the problem. I am disgusted by it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted by it. I'm watching this kid whiff on tackle, whiff on coverage. Um, it was so embarrassing, you know, on, on, on Rodgers. What game was the Duke game? The, the kid scored a touchdown, and he's just tackling the kid in the end zone. Did you remember that play? The kid yep. already scored the touchdown, and now Rogers come and jump on his back. That almost yep. should have been a fifteen a fifteen yard penalty on the kickoff. Man, I, you know, not, everyone's frustrations not, are definitely warranted. You know, every you're hearing a lot of frustrations. I got you know? I got a couple other things too. Um, Go ahead. You know, just looking at our roster, take a look at the roster. We got guys, you know, um, the first caller or the second caller actually, you know, where is our depth? Where, who are the guys you came up and you said, who do you think is going to be on the field next year for the defense? And I got to get, I got to, I got to bring up a couple of guys that should be on the, on the field for the defense because they're being redshirted or they've been, they should have been developed. They should have been um, coached up. Guys like Jerron Blue. Where is Jerron Blue as our linebacker position? Where is, Nowhere. Um, if you look, look, look what happened this year. We got guys like Kane, that's number ninety-four, who's not even seeing the field. You wouldn't even know he's on the roster. No, no. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm watching. Um, and I know he's coming off injury, 
But here's the thing. If they could put the kid Scott, the wide receiver, when we pretty much had the game on the control and Williams was in the game, he made a he attempted a pass, but he attempted a pass to number eighty. I said, "Is that number eighty on the? Is that Scott? Why wasn't he part of the game plan at the beginning of the game?" He's, he's, he's the other receivers are ahead of him. They're the other receivers yeah, are ahead are, of him on the but mix, yeah. But yeah, they are. But you mix them. You you can mix them in. I don't mean that you're going to throw him the ball, but you could mix them in and do certain things. We just we. I, I didn't expect him to play because every week we have an excuse of why. This guy's not playing. This guy can't get on the field. That guy can't get on the field. It's, it's to me, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch guys like Brace, uh, yet Kirby. Kirby's been doing an okay job, but the reputation he had coming in, he was he's a so short slow, hitter. Man. He's he's got he's just so slow. I don't know. I mean, he's gonna have to play some next year, but I don't I don't see him being an impact guy. I'll tell you that. And, and, and Jermaine and I got, Grace I got a, is small, man. Jermaine Grace is small. I, I, yeah, I, it's gonna be, I, listen, it's gonna be interesting to see that one too. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with there, you. You know, I got a couple more things though. We're throwing, we're throwing straight. What's what you call? We're not going down the field to our to our tight end. We're we're, we're throwing kind of like what you want to call a bubble pass to one of our biggest tight end that that doesn't really have a lot of speed. We went to the Juco ranch and really recruited the kid, Bo. We have not thrown him the ball. I'm talking about in the first quarter of games. He, he's not heading out of field, and we're not throwing him the ball. And let's talk about You're going to see more of him next year, I think. Yeah, but, you know, it's a shame that we, we blew his junior year. He could have went anywhere else, and, and I'm well, sure he would have you know, you, had a, you, you have to understand, you had a lot of hopes for Clive Walford this year, and, and he struggled a little bit the last few weeks, but... You know, yeah. you were hoping that Clive Walford was going to really have a huge year year this year. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you let combine me, that let with Asante Cleveland being a senior. I'm going to bring up, and I know a lot of the guys gonna they're going to see this on, on some of these message boards that I'm going to put up, but I might as well put it up there now and on your show. Um, what you, what, let's, you, you got so many callers who's already talking about next year, and we got at least three, we got what, two games left. In a sense, we got this last game coming up, and then we have a ball game, and we got guys that's talking about next year, including myself, because I'm going to bring this up now. Let's take let, let's take Morris first. Let's take our, our, our quarterback, him, and all the rest of the seniors. I think Morris personally blew his opportunity to be drafted this year. If he do get drafted, now it's going to be like in the sixth round. Now I don't think he's going to get invited to the senior ball. He might get locked out of the, um, the combine. I, 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 um, I fullback, I think, is going to make it to the combine. I think he might make it to um, the senior ball. I see Linda might be making it to the senior ball. But what do you, what do you, what do you think? How many of our seniors are going to get invited to, like, you know, these extra, um, like, what you want to say, all-star games? I think know? Linder will. I think, uh, I think Henderson will just because of his size. Um, I think Hearns definitely will. Um, I think Morris will. Um, He'll get invited. They're going to want to take a look at him. No, the NFL is going to want to take a look at him. He'll get invited to some stuff. You'll see. Um, He might. If he goes to the combine, he might mess around and do the same thing Joe Corey Harris had to do. He's actually there as a quarterback, but he's there as a fill-in. He's there more like a fill-in to to, to get some extra throws. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, but but he's the NFL scouts are going to want to look at him. Yeah, they will. This, this is a kid, before the season started, um, I think it was 
uh, Taj Hill, or one of the uh, the guy, man, they had him on the draft board going in uh, a decent round. Well, yes, yeah, he he was he was projected probably second round going into the season, and I agree with you. He's probably dropped to at least the fifth now. I agree. And it's it, I mean, it that. You know, you were hoping he'd have a great year, but he, he's shown that he struggles with the mental side of the game. And, and, boy, do they hate that in the NFL because that's the most important thing in, in the National Football League. You've got to be able to handle the mental side of it. And uh, if you and can't I, see and, the field and, I, and read defenses, you're in big trouble in that league. And I will say this. I will say this. Olsen, our, um, our, our future quarterback, um, a lot of people need to remember Don't this. count your chickens that, before they hatch there now. Wait, wait, I'm still making a point. I'm talking about well, you're calling him your future quarterback. I don't know. Who knows if he's going to be your future quarterback? Well, well, here's the thing. I think his daddy and his family is going to be very concerned about his development and, and, and whatever system that we're running because I think Cooley did a horrible job at Mars this year. And remember, this offensive coordinator wasn't the guy who recruited folks. I'm not blaming Coley so, for Morris because Morris has had the same problem now with three different offensive coordinators. Same exact if you, problem. If, if, listen, and if we was all listening before the season started, Golden tried to – see, the guy was right. The top, I think the second quarter that you had or maybe the third quarter, I love Golden. But he comes out with these little words and say these little things that kind of camouflage. If you listen to him at the beginning of the year, he was trying to make a point that Stephen Morris should be so much better this year because he's been through four offensive coordinators or three offensive coordinators. He had to adjust to so many things. I think he knew what he had in Morris. I think he knew that he didn't have a guy that was have it all upstairs. You know, one of those guys that I'm watching Morris this year, and he's timid. He's making short passes. That doesn't seem like a quarterback that's confident. A confident he quarterback. He struggled. He's it's, had a tough year. But, you know, you, got hope. Year, you, just hope, you just got to hope he plays well Friday, and you go 9-3, and three and you move on, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, big game. Know, I think there's, there's a big difference between 9-3 and three and 8-4. and four. And finishing yeah, the year off right. I'm going to agree with your callers. Um, I said I enjoyed those three guys that they've called me because I'm telling you, everything that they're saying is correct. Everything. And I'm concerned about our um, – you say you're not concerned, but I'm concerned about our recruits too. I think a lot of these guys are looking and saying, like, okay, what's going on? What is This is the you. At the end of the day, this is Miami. I'm sorry, guys. We are not supposed to lose to teams like Duke. I am up. It's a game changer, no doubt about it. All right, let me let I'm some other people get on here. I've not gotten over Duke being hurt. I think him being hurt was cause of bad play calling, honestly, and not getting a push on the offensive line. Thank you, Gary. All right, talk to you next week. Thanks for calling. All right. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. A wounded Hurricane fan base. Uh, without question. Uh, let's go see what's going on out in the 805 now. Oh, you are now live on the live. How are you doing tonight? Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> All right, man, you're going to have to call back. Sorry. Boy, he was on hold for a while, too. Apologies. Um, let's go out now to the 203, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello? All righty. He'll have to call back, too. Uh, let's try the 813. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Andre from Tampa. What's shaking, Andre? Hey, man. Hey, uh, 
Hey, um, uh, you know, you don't know where to start. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know, well, I, first I, I'm gonna start with the offense, okay? And you know, we in the almost, like you said, nine, ten, eleven games, and it seemed like it's. I know it just seemed like they're so confused and blocking. I mean, I'm looking at, okay, you got different offensive linemen coming in there. I think one time, did we see, uh, what, Isidore in there at guard? Maybe, yeah, maybe they I gave him just... a few plays. Okay, why would they even risk? I mean, unless. He's already redshirted. Yes. He's already redshirted. He's already. Okay, so he already they have not, they have nothing, Yeah, they have nothing to lose there. He redshirted last year. Okay, so, and, so and that and that's a kid that they're hoping develops into a player for next year. So if they can get him a okay. few reps here, and I'm sure it'll be the same thing on Friday, they're going to do it because uh, that's a kid with a lot of promise. Okay, and, and I mean it, it just seemed like okay, our center, the blocking schemes. I mean I, I'm I'm looking at how in the world number 99 and number 90 just bust through. I mean they just doing bull rush. And our offensive lineman is going back into Stephen Morris' lap. I mean, I'm looking at wow, and it seemed like the center. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he need to move to guard or some. Uh, McDormand is he's the weak link on the offensive line. I mean, he's, he's been getting, struggling this year, and it's been a surprise. I agree with you. You know, um, Jared Wheeler's gotten a lot of the reps there this year because of that, and. Uh, McDermott's got to got to get his act together during the off season. I don't I don't disagree with you. He has struggled a lot this year. So I mean, I'm I'm looking at okay, we 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 thinking that maybe the offense might be pretty good next year. I mean, we we go we gonna be loaded in wide receiver Coley, uh, 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 Rashard Scott. I mean, I think we're gonna be loaded. I mean, I I think Rashard should be playing more. Seems like Malcolm Lewis is set. struggling. Herb Waters, like, Philip Dorsett. I, I think yeah. you're going to see a lot more four wide receiver sets next year. I really do. I, I think that they're going to they're, they're going to go back and and look at their talent, and you, you're going to bring in a bunch of freshman receivers now, hopefully that are good. and And I think you're going to see a lot more four four wideouts on the field next year. So we we, we just go to a spread offense, or we? Not I think you're going to see the, a lot uh, a lot more offense? of that. Yeah, I really think you're going to see a lot more of it. Because I'm, I'm hoping you know, we get our tight end involved. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at our tight ends. Uh, Walford. I mean, uh, he's, he's got to play better, man. He, if, yes. if he won, if, if if you're going to count on that position, he's got to play a lot better. Uh, because you know, you could use Bo Sandlin. Everyone t- keeps talking about Bo Sandlin. You know, he could be one of those four guys in that four in that four set. You know. I mean, I, I mean, I thought they'd probably use, but now I'm, I mean the running backs. Like I said, I'm starting off inside. Okay, I'm not wor- really worried about the wide receivers. or, But my, my thing is, I'm looking at our running backs. And I mean, I mean I'm mean, i hoping that, like you said, year B come in. Now we, work, we, we count on a freshman. We count on that we could get another bit back. But I'm looking at, our, I, I mean, the, the running back, you know, I mean, I'm looking, I would say, okay, we got Duke Johnson. Then the talent falls down a lot. And then you got, I mean, then you got, uh, a lot. I mean, it's a lot. 
Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean you know, and, and, you know, look how good Dallas Crawford has played, no doubt about it. But you're not seeing – with Duke Johnson, you were seeing long 30, 40, 50-yard runs with regularity. You notice yes. ever since he got hurt, you haven't seen one. You, you know, Dallas Crawford, he, he can't do that. And, and, I mean, he's trying. I mean, he just – but like I said, I, I, I mean, it's some I, – I think really he, he, they're going to have to really – to be successful – you got that the, the, that line got to be successful. Even if whatever quarterback you, I don't care what the, you could have the best quarterback in the nation behind the uh, the offensive line. If that offensive line can protect them and do the things they need to do, short yardage and blocking. I mean, it, it, Williams gonna be the same. He gonna have the same year as Stephen Morris. It gonna be a down year, and we are gonna be looking at oh man, we, this quarterback just is awful, Stephen Morris. I well, mean, I think what you're going to see from Williams is I think you're going to see that he, he could surprise you and be a little bit more steady than Morris. He's not going to make the, right. the spectacular throws that Morris has made. Probably not. You know, some nah, of those throws that yeah, Morris has made this year have been bomb. I don't think he'll no, do And some of those plays that Morris has made this year to, to Hearns have been incredible. Right. And, okay, now we're down. Now we're over to the defensive side. <laughs> I'm still trying to think, what are they doing in practice? I mean, do they look at game film of the, the previous games? Because I understand a team might, okay, we're going to change a little bit. But it ain't too many teams changing at this time of year of uh, their offense. You know what I mean? And for our offense, the defense to line up and get, I mean, I mean, Virginia just was weak. I mean, they were just weak. I mean, but they was putting it. They were running the ball down our throats. They was throwing in the in the holes what was open. And I'm looking like, what kind of what is up with this defense? It, it, what game film they watching? Who is who is showing them on the film? Because I heard Stephen Morris was on the on the, on the thing to my well. He he watched the film and Denofio put him in the right position and, and on that one play or the first interception. That was a good that was a good interception. I mean, I even seen that at the house when I was watching TV. But I mean, it just seemed like what is what film are they watching? What is going on? Is why is the defensive line looking like okay? They don't even know what how okay what a running back is going at the gaps and filling in the gaps. The linebackers going slow, opposite they're way. They're slow reacting. They're sl- I, you know I, that's one thing I've noticed. They're very slow reacting. Um, you'll see that they're not getting off their blocks quick enough, uh, and lots of times they're not in the right spots. They're not but preparing they, well enough they, for they, games. And, and I don't know if you heard Curtis Porter at the beginning of the show, but Curtis I, Porter I, I flat out said it. It seemed like that's what that's what their jobs are. He said he loved when they run. It seemed like okay. No, he also this, said that he thinks that his teammates need to prepare harder for games. Well, it's too late for that now. Do you think? Yeah, it's over with. I mean, I mean, okay, you. I mean, we got Pitt. Okay, if we if we win against Pitt, you talking about a bowl game, and you talking about okay, what team you going against in a bowl? It ain't gonna be no weak team like a Wake Forest or a Boston College. It's gonna be a pretty good, decent team. If you talking about going in Atlanta, Chick Fil A Bowl, that's gonna be a oh. decent. You you talking about gonna be a decent team. That might go go against. Yep. And I, I I hope that they they make an adjustment in the first half and make a better adjustment in the second half. Because I mean this is 
I'm kind of looking like, wow, they run. Is he running the ball? Is this five eight running back is running the ball through the hole like this pass? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, Chickalow had a pretty good game, but I'm like, is they running the ball right through the hole? Next year we're gonna have Pierce and and uh, and, and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm like, wow, who gonna be on the defensive line next year? It they gonna have to do they're, something. They're, it's not looking very pro- it's not looking very promising. I'll tell you that. I mean, I'm just we being might, honest. We might just being honest. get some offensive linemen and put them on. I mean, put them on the defensive the, line. Do the recruiting it. class has some guys that show promise. I don't see how they can get it done as true freshmen. I think I think that uh, you know it's gonna, next year is going to be a challenge, no matter who's calling the plays on defense. All right, let me let you go and let me get let some Yo. other people get on. Um, let's talk okay. again next week. Give us give us a okay, call next Gary, week. Okay, Gary. Thank you. All righty. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 718, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, what's up? I'm doing good. Who's this? It is BK Hurricane. What's up, BK? How are you doing this week? Oh, man, I'm hanging in there, Gary. Uh, it's a great show so far, man. I, I kind of like it. People are hurting, man. You you, you can feel the pain. You feel yeah, the pain. I'm feeling the pain too. But Gary, how big do you think the meltdown is going to be if we lose to Pitt? It's going to be big. I mean, it's, it's going, going to be, be big. Huge. And Pittsburgh is a decent team. They're tough. Yep. That's a tough team. Um, just to bring up something real quick. Um, when Golden took the job at Miami and Steve Adazio took over at Temple. He said something very interesting in his uh, press conference. He said he's got to get this team tougher. And I didn't understand it at the time, but I kind of understand it now because we're just not very tough. No, and Al Golden Golden is tough. You know, Al Golden Golden is tough, but his personality is not being transitioned onto the team. Man, I just, you know... I don't see that those kind of guys. I just, you know, where's who are the tough guys? Like, forget the offense. Who are the tough guys on defense? Just Dean I mean, Bush. I mean, That's the best player is Denzel Perriman. He's the nicest kid in the world. That's not a tough guy. Well, I you mean, know, De- I mean, tough guy on the field. You know, Deion Bush just kind of throws himself out there. That's kind of probably why he gets yeah. hurt so much. But I got to man, I just Deion don't know, Bush. man. I mean, you know, Jamal Carter. I mean, he he's got a little bit a, a little bit of that dog in him, but man, I just you know I think it it starts with recruiting and the type of players that you recruit and and the evaluations that you make and and, and that's the start of it. And you know, yeah. then once once you recruit well, then you got to develop them and you got to develop them well and you got to develop them quickly. Yeah, because a lot of good guys got away. Like over the during Al Golden's tenure, a lot of great players got away from South Florida. You know, we lost yeah. we lost a ton of guys to other schools that that if they just would have come to Miami, they may have been the difference maker, you know, so I kind of, you know, I kind of am trying to hang in there with Golden, but man, it's tough. Don't get, listen, Al Golden can be great. I mean, he's now, he's completing year three. This is time to make the move now. There's no question about it. But Al Golden can be great. You know, don't give up on Al Golden. I'm trying not to. But remember during Randy Shannon's year three, everybody was saying, oh, Randy Shannon's not going anywhere. Up until the time he got fired, people were saying, oh, no, uh, Randy Shannon's the guy here. He's turned turned our image around, and and he got fired. (laughs) Well, 
there, you know? Randy didn't have Randy didn't have the infrastructure that Al Golden has. Okay, well, Randy had better and players than Al Golden. He, yes, he did. He did. Because when I look he at, at especially the number on defense, of players who got drafted defense. under Randy Shannon compared to the number of players who got drafted under Al Golden, the, the, the number is striking. Correct, and you know, the thing is, Randy never got his coaching staff really right. Um, right. When Bill Young left him. That was huge. Oh, I thought devastating. No, that that was huge. You know, I, I think Whipple could have been could have been adequate at, on offense, um, but losing Bill Young on the defensive side of the ball was a huge loss. And and you see what Oklahoma State's done since he arrived there. Um, they've been you know a very good team every single season. Uh, Bill Young's a very good defensive coach, and um, you know, but you know things just he just could never get things right and then he didn't know how to play the political game well enough to buy himself a fifth year you yeah, know and it, it and, and and they fired him you know but yeah i mean that's what it al was golden, you know al golden can be very good i mean i i've been doing this a long time and 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 i i've worked with a lot of these great coaches i before i got into the hurricanes i started with don shula i've worked with howard schnellenberger jimmy johnson dennis erickson Butch Davis, I, I up close, and I, I've seen what makes really good coaches, and, and and I I see a lot of those same qualities in Al Golden. Um, the key for him, in my opinion, is going to be whether he's able to to see clearly enough where his deficiencies are right now mm-hmm. and get them fixed quickly. Because right. a, another year next year, seven eight wins, it's it, not you know, cut it. now now everyone's going to start turning on him, right? And, because- and you know, it's you don't want to have to deal with that, you know? Yeah. Up here in New York, right, um, I don't want to quote the coach because I'm not sure who it was. It may have been Bill Parcells. He had a very interesting quote because, you know, he always has these funny quotes that he comes out with. And somebody asked him a question about player development, and he said, I could do a lot with stupid and fast. I just can't do much with smart and slow. Yeah. And I don't know it's what true. kind of team we have because there's like an undertone, like maybe these guys just don't have the football IQ to, it's you know, a combination to do of what Denofrio's yeah. asking them to do. Make a list of 20 things and you'll be right on every one of them. I just don't know I'll what tell it you, is. It's, it's a total, total disaster on the defensive side of the football. Right, because you keep saying you can't put it all on Denofrio, so that's kind of you telling can. me these kids aren't, aren't any good. No. <laughs> a lot of them are, and and you know, I think that you know it's something that Coach Golden's going to have to look at. You know, why why aren't they good? Are they not good because they're making mistakes recruiting? Are they not good because they're not being developed and coached up properly? Why are they making so many mistakes on game day? Um, could, you know, there's a, a, there's a lot of, of things he's got he's got to look at. You know, and he's got to be honest, little. and he's going to have tough decisions to make. It could be a little bit of of everything, you know. Maybe because we it is a little so many, bit of everything. Maybe because we missed on so many big guys that we have to kind of like settle for for other guys, and maybe the coaching situation yeah, just not, isn't right. You know, you're not we playing, lost a lot of great coordinators last year too. That yeah, you're not playing Super Bowl teams every week good. right now. You're not huh? playing Super Bowl teams every week, right? You know, Virginia Tech and Duke are not great teams. No, they're not. You know, Florida State is a great team this year. The Miami could not even begin with this level of talent they, that it has right now. You know, they could play Florida State ten times, and they're going to lose nine and a half out of ten. Okay? I mean, that's just it. It's the truth. Okay? Virginia Tech and Duke, that's not that shouldn't be the case. 
Yeah, okay. If, if, if what and you're saying is true, we're three years away. Um, just being competitive I, I'm hoping, with Florida State. I'm hoping two, it might be three, yes. And that's if they do a good does, job. But does Al Golden get three more years? Yes, if he keeps if he make, if he keeps the movement going forward, yes. No, but absolutely. I'm not talking about you'll you'll be behind like BCS him. BCS championship good. I'm talking about you will just be being behind good him. enough to you beat will, Florida State. They should be in the BCS this year, <laughs> even with the mess they have. They should be in the BCS this year. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, they, I don't they, 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 they should be sitting catch there. Up. They should I mean, be Louisville's coming like, to the ACC next year. They're going to open up the whole, like, kids in Louisville. I mean, kids hey, from but, well, Louisville are going to be jumping on the Louisville bandwagon Louisville's if they haven't started already. No, no, they're in for a rude awakening. They're losing Teddy Bridgewater. But Miami this yeah, year, yeah, you're even right, in you're the right, state right. that it's in right that. now, Miami should be sitting there with Clemson with one loss in the ACC and should be being talked about as a, as a potential BCS team, even though they can't beat Florida State this year. Right. And – you know, so if if they can keep making forward progress and, and you see it, you're going to be behind Al Golden. You're not going to be jumping on Al Golden. If, I'm not if they jumping show, on Al Golden if, yet. Right. No, I really so that's like my the guy. Point. Like, like, I no, see everything a great coach could be. Yeah, but he that's my point. He just has to make that – You don't, I mean, like you said, he just has to see what's wrong and yeah. willing to make the change. He's got tough decisions ahead of him, no yeah, doubt he, about it. And you know he what? knows what the decisions are. And, he just I, has to be strong enough to make them. The He's day. not a dumb guy. I got myself in trouble the other day on QAM on the pregame show because I got a little long-winded on this subject. So I'm going to be a little briefer on this show. But every coach who sat in that seat before Al Golden has been in this situation. Okay, They've had to make tough decisions about their program, about their coaches, about their strength program, whatever you want to call it. You know, And, and we, we talk about Butch Davis. Well, I'll just focus on him. He fired – Bill Miller, who was one of his best buddies in coaching, to bring in Greg Schiano. And I'm going to tell you another big move that Butch Davis made, even though it didn't last very long because he left, and he ended up going to LSU. But Tommy Moffitt, he hired yeah. as the strength the coach strength, here, strength who was one of the coach. best strength coaches in the country. So, you know, it's part of the job, man. You know, it's part of the job. And, you know, I really like Al Golden, and, and I think he's got some tough decisions right now. And, um, you got to hope he makes the right ones and you see progress next year. And if you do, you're going to be totally behind them moving forward. Yeah, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. We could pull out a win on Friday, you know, get some momentum. You know, guys can yeah, rest go play, up. Go play up. a fun bowl game in Atlanta so we can all go out drinking with Steve and Royal. Exactly. That's I all dying, I want. I am just... dying to go party with Steve. Well, who are we looking at at Atlanta, though, if I we might, went out? You know what? Actually, I might take a trip to Atlanta. Since there's no championship game next week, I might take a trip to Atlanta next week just to go party with Steve. I'm thinking That's about that. That's what I'm saying. But listen, if we win out, like, who are we looking at in that in that game? Um, they're talking right now like it would probably be uh, either Georgia, um, LSU, or Texas A&M. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> are you serious? What I happened to a... Louisville? Like, well, what happened to oh, them? If you're... <laughs> no, Louisville would be Orlando. You'd have to lose oh. if, it's a, if you want Louisville, you got to lose Friday. And I know I you're not you that scared. you got to lose on Friday. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to leave you with that. Let me let some other people get on. Let's, uh, we'll All talk right, Gary. Later, okay? All right, Keep thanks for work. calling. Yes, sir. All right, let's go out now to the, um, the 770. Uh-oh, this could be Royal. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? Who's this? Royal. I knew it. 
I knew it. I'm coming to Atlanta to party with you and Steve. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. Hey, man. One way or the other. Yes, sir. Chick-fil-A bowl or no Chick-fil-A bowl. Right, okay. That'll work. Hey, Terry, you you starting to come around. With your last comments, you starting to get it. You are right. We should be 11-1 easy this year. We really should. Even with the mess. I'm not going to. Huh? Even with the mess on defense. They should not oh, have yeah, lost Virginia Tech or Duke. Absolutely. Hey, no doubt about it. But see, Gary, my, my thing is, everybody keeps talking about the defense. I got a problem with the offense. I'm going to tell you why. Because the offense was really supposed to have been the strength of our football team. And they done nothing but underachieve from – and I have a problem with Kehoe and the musical chairs on the offensive lineman. Kehoe's philosophy has always been – Art's being told five. to do that. I want the best Art, I guarantee the best I, know, I know Art's being told to do that because you're absolutely right. He's, he never did that ever before in his career. Um, and you, right. just, you don't see – now, Al Golden has a philosophy, and, and you know he's got a basis behind it. He wants guys engaged. He doesn't want a program where you know a few guys are playing and everyone else is sitting around playing with their fingers. You know? and, you no, know, well, hold finding, on, hold on. In this – in the spring and fall, Al Golden said that he wanted to develop a 2D. Well, I've been right. following Kehoe a long time. Kehoe, he only wants the best five that he trusts. And they he'll rotate them five, maybe six. You're but, not going to find an offensive line coach anywhere, and I've never seen one in 30-plus years that didn't want to find his five best guys and roll with them. Those guys got to have yeah, chemistry. I'll, they got to have cohesiveness. Okay, okay. That might be something you'll see change by next year, I think. I think Coach Golden yeah, is going to come around because it, it's been a failure this year, okay? Uh, that right, offensive see, line my, my, is way too inconsistent. Way too inconsistent. But, but my thing is this right here, and I don't, I don't even want to talk about the defense, enough about the defense. Like I said, my problem is the offense was supposed to have been a stress. Mars, the head case that he is, he should have been benched, put the other guy in. The problem is the philosophy that they have on offense. Run the ball. We got big guys. Our offensive line is like the NFL line. Beat on people. Beat them to death. Keep running, yeah. rotating them running back. You got, a, you, got a t- you got a talent gap at running back, bro. You, you, you got to be honest. I, I disagree okay? with that. I, mean, I disagree Duke with Johnson, that. I disagree Duke, with no, that. No, time out. Duke Johnson's a great running back, okay? But he's very small, 25, 30 carry a game kind of guy. You saw what he happened. Doesn't they ran him, he doesn't they ran him to inside be. too much. They, 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 they played. Okay, I can they put, played roulette I can put too many Waddle, times with that kid. I can put Ed Waddle in. A Waddle can give me 10 carries. Dallas can give me 10 carries. Keep the same philosophy. But they're not Duke. You know why? Because everybody's looking for the big play, and you just said it. You're looking for a, a Duke to give you 30, 40-yard pops. You don't need that. And, and that's our problem on offense. We want Mars to go over the top. We want Duke to go for 50. No, yeah, look at, let's go for look, 8 yards look here, at all the talent 7 yards there. Receiver, well. Well, look at all that talent at receiver. Why would you not want to use that? That's fine, man, but you, you, you can't Curves, always water get the big play. What about the eight and nine, ten play drives? That is our problem. We it's always incomplete, incomplete. Do break one, incomplete, incomplete. Touchdown. Well, that's turnover. Your quarterback turnover. hasn't played as well as he was supposed to play. 
Stephen it's Morris a, was supposed a, to be better than this this year. But he was but supposed you to be better than out of Morris' hands. You should have relied on the O line. Look at Alabama. I'm sure that came up. That's what they do. I'm sure that came up behind closed doors. I'll tell you, I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure it probably did. And oh, you know, I, I'm he's not a senior. It he's a senior who's been through so much with Al Golden here and Randy Shannon before that. And and my guess is Al Golden didn't want to take his senior year away from him, and he yeah, left him there. And you know what? And if we had the right boosters in place, Al Golden be looking for another job because no, come on, Stephen Morris calls there. Hey man, hey. Three years no, no. nothing. Yeah, that's, that's too I'm harsh, Royal. I'm going to support him. Royal, you hey, keep I, talking man, like that, I'm making, I'm making you buy drinks, Royal. You keep talking like hey, that, you're buying. I'll buy around. Buying. I'll buy around. I can't wait. Because let me tell you, Al Golden's finishing his third year. He's done a lot of great things here, okay? Um, off the is, field? Is everything... Off the field? Yeah, he's a great no, guy. He know what to say. off the field, but, but he still has a ways to go. No argument, you know? All right, man. Hey, I, you you like him now. You got. I mean, I know why you, you like him. You got to deal with him, and you get the access to the players. I know. No, no, I, know I see a lot of great qualities. I don't. It has nothing to do with that. Um, I I see a guy that knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of great qualities. He's just gonna. Really? You know, the thing, the thing, the places where he's wrong and he's failing, he's gonna have to identify those, and he's gonna have to fix them, and he's gonna have to do it quickly. But you know. You know what I see? You know what I see? That? I see a slick dude, a real smooth talker that does not know what he's doing. No. And he's very That's, stubborn. You can't, you can't fool the Miami fan base, okay? I mean, all you, you, you got to do, Royal, Royal, all you got to do is listen to this show every week, okay? You can't just fool listen, us, but you, you, just hey, listen, you got that AT&T exactly. fool. Just listen to this show every week, and you will realize that you cannot fool the Miami fan base. And there has not been one time this year that any of you guys have called where I have said, you guys are wrong, you're full of crap. Okay, not one time. Because you guys are not wrong. And you're not full of crap. And you guys know what you're talking about. You know football. Let me get your opinion. Let me get your opinion on Blake James. What is your thoughts about him? He's a great guy. How he's going to be as an athletic director, we don't know yet. He's only been there a year. And he, you know, he I mean, just, does, just, he, does, he, does, does he care about the football program? Does he really care? Or is of course it he cares. Job? Of course he cares. But he's got a guy that he's hiring to, and paying two and a half million dollars a year to run that football program, and he's not going to step in and oh micromanage. Oh my God! Al Golden made two point five. Yeah, and he's not going to step he makes in and 2.5? micromanage. Yeah, and he's underpaid. Oh my goodness! Underpaid. He's underpaid. Oh, Gary, stop! Stop! He is. I hey, man, you know what, Gary, you, He's like you the man, Gary, I can't wait to coach. see you. He's like number six or seven in the ACC. He's not overpaid. I can't, I, I can't, well, look at this record. I can't wait to see you, Gary. I, you and I need to sit down. I met you Royal, many times at the Georgia got to win game. on Friday. You got you, you, you to get us to Atlanta, and and then hey, we're going to party party there. Because you and I, you, we, we got to sit down. We, we need to you have heart to heart. might have to find New Year's Eve date, because I don't know if Mrs. Furman will make that road trip or not. You might have to be my date on New Year's Eve, Royal. That'll work, right. man. That'll work. Hey, give us I a call again next week. All right. I Thanks. bet. Man, are there any more passionate fans in America than Stephen Royal? If there are, I want to hear from them right now. Let's see if we can find one in the 850 where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hello. You with us? Going once. 
Going twice. All right, you're going to have to call back. Let's see. Let's go now to the uh, – let's try the 904, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello? All right, another one that's got to call back. Let's go down to the 305, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello? Come on, guys. You got you to realize you can't listen on your computer and the phone. If you're on hold, listen to the show on the phone, and you'll know when you're queued. All right, let's try now the um, – let's go to the 203, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Jerry? Yes, sir. There you are. Yeah, okay. I'm going to uh, ask you if you've ever uh, addressed uh, Coach Golden the way you're addressing some of uh, some of the other callers about uh, 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 there needs to be uh, uh, some work done on the defensive coaching side. Well, I mean, I don't think that that's really my – you know, that's why – that's his job. I mean, it's not – Well, you know, yeah, but you're – it's you're, not my you're place, in so a way, hey, hey, Al, you've got to make changes to your coaching staff. I wouldn't well, want him telling no. me what I'm supposed to do with Kane Sport. That'd be no, like no, him no, telling no, me, no, hey, no. hey, Gary, you what, guys got to write, you guys gotta write better articles it. on Kane Let, huh? Let's face it, man. You're, you're the, spokes, the spokesman uh, for a lot of the fans, and the, and the ones that you've characterized correctly as the most passionate fans around. And, I, mean, uh, I don't know and if you're I'm also... Reasonably knowledgeable, and you're saying that uh, that a lot of the other guys that are calling in are uh, are quite knowledgeable, and I have not heard one guy say. Do you agree what or disagree with that? About you, do you agree with what I said? When you're listening I, to the I show, I agree or... with what you said, but I don't think the message is getting through. I and, and I'll be shocked as hell. I'll be very shocked if if Al makes the change, mainly because of the background he's had with D'Onofrio. I'll, I'll be shocked if there's not some changes on this coaching staff. There were last year. Yeah. You saw yeah, two, but guys you're talking about your, two guys left on offense last year. Yeah, but you're using the, 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 the collective uh, word changes here. I think we have to agree that uh, the changes at a lower level may not do the job. Well, uh, well, well, no, well, that, let, me, let me stop you right there because I'm not convinced of this, okay? I'm not, you know, I've, I very clearly have said that this is not a one-man deal and you don't scapegoat D'Onofrio. What if the problem's not D'Onofrio? What if the problem? How could it not? What if the problem is the what if the problem is the position coaches? How could it not have, be D'Onofrio? Well, let me ask you a question. Wait a second. Let me let me just make a comment about that. If it's not D'Onofrio, uh, after Florida State, and maybe even during Florida State, but after Florida State, uh, uh, when when some things going on. Uh, on the line and on linebackers and defensive backs when they're painfully out of position consistently, don't you think that a top-flight defensive coordinator is going to make changes uh, during the game? Who's the best defensive coordinator in college football, in your opinion? I, I'm not going to go there, but I'll say Kirby, that we Kirby, don't... All right, we, let's, let's take Kirby Smart at Alabama, okay? Let's, you know, he's got the rep. Let's say it's I, Kirby Smart. I think you're, I think you're, distra- you're trying to distract. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I listen to me for a minute. No, I'm not trying to distract. I'm trying to tell you it's not clear cut, and I'm, t- I'm going to tell you why. Just listen for one minute. Let's take Kirby Smart at Alabama. 
who everyone thinks is the best defensive coordinator in college football. If his he he can't be in the defensive line meeting room, the linebacker meeting room, and the defensive back meeting room at all times while those guys are studying up getting ready for a ball game. Okay? Of course not. Because that's, of course because not. that's what happens. They go but, to the, but they he, go is, with their position. he is at the game and Denofrio yeah, no, 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 was at the game. Me. If those guys show up on Saturday and the defensive linemen don't do what they're supposed to do, or the linebackers don't do what they're supposed to do, or the safeties don't do what they're supposed to do, Kirby Smart could be the greatest defense. He could be the greatest defensive coordinator in college football. Uh, but Gary, he's not come on, be- you're, you're making this you're making this a hell of a lot more difficult than it really needs to be. No, man, it's not. These are, these, uh, it, these it, is, it is not. It is not that difficult. Big, when, big game, when, man. when our players. When our when our defensive guys on the line and particularly the the, the defensive uh, the the linebackers are so uh, effing out of position consistently, right. that uh, that tells me that there's that there's much more than Mark D'Onofrio not doing his job well. Well, well, it does because Mark D'Onofrio seeing that saying get these no, guys. No, Mark counting on that guy to do the right thing. Now it doesn't the mean game. It doesn't you're, mean all his you're in the games game. are perfect. Come on, Gary, you're, you're, every, you're, letting the, you're, letting, you're letting him and the other guys off much too easily. No, I'm because not. I'm saying it's more than one guy. I'm saying it's everybody it, together. Of course it is. Of course right. it is. But it sure as hell comes down to being the buck, stop, the buck stops at the head defensive guy, at least, at least the following head coach the game. Unless he's not to, to blame. And that's the What's decision that? that Bolton's going to have to make. I think I think and, Al has to make that decision. He and, has to and, make that decision. And obviously, because he's it goes back a long way. He, he's in the position to know. You and I are not. Okay. He's there in the trenches with those guys every day. He's in the position to know what's wrong with his defensive side of the football, and he's going to have to make that decision, and, and he's going to have to move on it. And if he decides there's nothing wrong, and he comes back status quo. You know, wow. You know, do you think there's even that, a slight chance that he feels there's nothing wrong? I, I can't imagine it. I mean, it's a total in my eyes, and I love. You know, it pains me to say it and see it. That side of the football is a total disaster right now, and has been for two and has been for two years. Well, let's forget about two years. Let's talk about this year. This is a year that that we seem to have something going, and uh, and it and it turned it almost turned. Uh, 180 degrees, uh, starting well, with Florida State, before Florida State, obviously, but, but I mean, certainly the, since Florida State. The honest part of that is the schedule has been very soft this year. Okay, so I think you know you're looking at a, at a beneficiary of a soft schedule. That that's why yeah. they were seven and zero. Florida's terrible. You know they didn't play anybody else that really was yeah. any good in the stretch, other than maybe if you want to give Georgia Tech some credit, and yeah. you know. The, that's why this team could have been an 11 and 1 team even with so many issues. Yeah, true. True. And Florida was an 11 and 1 team last year and also had a lot of issues that weren't really exposed until the bowl game and you're seeing what happened to them this year. And if you well, don't it shows you how 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 fragile and and I hate to say it but yes. we were really we were a mirage the way some of these people yes. characterized us about yes. uh, 5 6 weeks ago. Yes, and we next year's schedule been... is tougher. Next well, year's schedule is tougher than this year's. And, well, and I know that. If you don't fix the problems that you have 
better be seeing plain as day. Next year's going to be worse than this year. It'll be a hell of a lot worse. It could be yeah. a lot worse if we if we're uh, lucky enough in quotes to to beat Pitt, and if we played a team like uh, like LSU or, or or Texas A&M. I mean, yeah, well, it would be it would be an embarrassment the way they've been, they've been playing. Well, you never know. I, Those teams don't play. You know, Texas A&M doesn't play great defense. You know, you never know what would happen in that it's game. Not okay. I'm not talking about their playing defense. I'm talking about our playing defense, Gary. They would rip I know, us. But, you know, look, any bowl game in Atlanta is going to be fun. You know, it, it may I not be a I think it'll be a lot of fun, but it would be – unless these guys can turn, and they could turn, if they turned, if if, uh, if he got them uh, fired up and – and 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 move them in the right direction, but I don't see that happening with the with well, the. we don't know. But it, 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 it would, it would be there. a good time up there playing an SEC team. You might not get a W, but what difference would it make? It wouldn't make well, any difference. You know, yeah. it'd be a nice bowl game. It'd be great for the kids. I hope they win Friday and get to go do it. You know what? I'm that would be a the, great. I'm enough of a game fan. I don't want to see us game. get embarrassed, and uh, well, and I think we got a we got enough enough quality people around not to get embarrassed. You can't be scared. Can't be scared to go play teams. I mean, you're not you're not talking about national championship teams. You're talking about teams that are going to the Chick Fil A Bowl because they finished third or fourth or fifth in the SEC. I'm not I'm not Fun. scared. I'm just saying that unless we turn and these guys uh, uh, don't show signs yet of of turning, uh, they'll embarrass us. Well, or embarrass you can't themselves. Be, you can't be scared to go play. All right, let me let some other people get on. Thank you yep, so much okay. for calling. Uh, give, give us a call again next week. Yeah, we'll do. Alrighty. All right, let's shoot out now to the um let's go to nine seven three where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello. You with us? All right, you'll have to call back. Uh let's go to the eight oh five where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's up, man? Doing good. Who's this? This is uh Cali Six Kane. How you doing? Doing good. What you got tonight? If we win the next uh, game and then we go to a bowl game and play one of the SEC teams and win that game, how do you think our chances with landing either uh, Sony, Sony, Michelle, or Dalvin Cook look if we win those next two games? Um, Sony Michelle's not going to be an issue here unless the coaching staff gets changed to Georgia, which there's no signs that that's going to happen. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook, they're going to get a shot at. You know, he's going to visit. His brother's on the basketball team. Um, if his brother pushes hard enough to get him to Miami, then I think there's a chance. Otherwise, I think he's going to end up at Florida State. That's just my personal opinion. Do you think that our chances significantly increase if we win the next two games as opposed to losing one or two of them? I don't think it matters. I don't think that's an issue. Kids don't get all caught up in that. You got to realize these kids they lose games in high school, you know, they know you lose football games that you don't win every game. I you know, I I think that's overrated. I mean, obviously, you know, you can't have a, a crappy football program and 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 get kids, but but I think that's a little overrated. I I think it's a bigger deal, I guess, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of people do, but it I don't I, at the end of the day, I don't think it is. Miami's had some of his best recruiting classes. In years that they were horrific. I mean, look, look at Butch Davis when he put that team together, that 2001-2002 team. Look how bad they were when they recruited some of those guys. Right. In the middle of the tenure here. Are you still 50-50 on on Derek Griffin coming in? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know on that kid. That kid's a mess. 
you know, I, don't, I mean, my instinct is he probably won't be able to get into school. I don't see how he could. I mean, how's the kid that's supposed to go to JUCO that leaves two JUCOs and goes back home to Houston? How does he suddenly get eligible to get into school? I don't see it. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take his class for him if he needs it. <laughs> he, he might take you up on that. All right, anything else tonight? <laughs> that's it, man. All right, man. Give us a call next week. Good talking to you. All right. All right let's shoot out now to the um, – let's go to the 850, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello? All right. Let's try the um, the 505, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. How are you? Doing good. Who's this? Hi. My name's Doug. I'm a UM grad. All right, Doug. What's shaking? Uh, you know, I've just listened to everybody bash Golden, and I remember three or four years ago, no one wanted to coach this team. You know, everyone was talking that it was a toxic job, and it was, and it was just a, a really negative place to go. And I've been around the country, and everywhere I go, people ask about Golden. People like Golden. I think his uh, his rep is way better than people want to give it. Al Golden is 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 a, is a very good CEO. Okay, and you know he's still. I think he's still learning. I mean, quite honestly, you know, he, he's a relatively young head coach. Um, this is his first job in the upper echelon of college football, and it's different than Temple. Uh, you know, I don't care what you say about you know building Temple to a nine-win team. You know, whatever. You know, you're playing a different level of competition. It's a different level of pressure. The recruiting is a lot more competitive at the level that they're trying to recruit here. Um, it's a whole different job, and, and I, I think he's still adjusting and still learning. But that said, um, this guy's got all the skill set to be a great head football coach. He's got he's to tw- probably tweak his staff a little bit and, and solve some problems that they're having, particularly on defense, um, and may- maybe make a few other adjustments. But you don't want Al Golden to fail. If you're a Miami no, fan, no, I don't. I don't see him going anywhere for at least three years. Um, I think Shaleo well, uh, is committed uh, to him. Unless he gets chased away. <laughs> yeah, he or, might. Or, he or might get courted. chased away by our fans, man. I'll tell you. Or courted. I can see him. You know, if he wins a couple more games next year, who knows? But uh, and if and if he gets chased away. Um, but I had a couple questions. Uh, one sort of off topic. There's been a lot of talk about Beckham and the stadium deal, and I know you don't like to talk about it all that much. Um, do you see the stadium? And Shalala possibly, you know, talking to Beckham about this? I don't know. You know, I mean, right now I would say probably not, you know, but if he builds a nice enough stadium in in the right location, you know, maybe it's something that would come up in the, you know, a little bit down the road. Um, I just how, don't know where that is. They, I don't know, you know where how that long is. They're, they're locked into the to the current the Joe Robbie. Do you know how long they're over well, there? Well, they got they got a long term lease. I think the lease was 25 years when they signed it. But you know, it doesn't mean that Steve Ross would hold a gun to their head. I mean, if they had a better option, um, right. you know, I just think it's it's all speculative now. You know, Marlin, Mar, you know, the Marlins built that beautiful you know retractable roof stadium. That doesn't make sense for the University of Miami. You know, right. you're not going to you're not going to see Miami go play football there. So I don't think just building a facility necessarily means Miami will go there. Um, I think it would have to be the right facility, and I don't know that they're going to build a soccer stadium. I mean, how big of a soccer stadium are they going to build? You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're not going to build a 60,000 seat soccer stadium if you're David Beckham. I I, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, yeah, there's, all that there's been numbers thrown all over the place. Uh, but anyways, I was just curious what your thoughts were. I mean, that's uh, a lot of question. money, man. You're talking about a few hundred million dollars for an MLS soccer team stadium? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be a I lot. I mean, I don't know, man. Somebody, somebody is going to have to have a lot of money they're willing to lose to do that. But I, I have an opinion that since the Orange Bowl has been gone, the Canes have not been the same. And I don't know who agrees with the or Orange agrees, Bowl. but yeah, it's not sorry. the Orange Bowl. Uh, the Orange Bowl's got nothing to do with it. it it's 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 they're just not doing it a good. The, the the people running the program, and I'm not talking about Al Golden because he inherited the current mess, but the last ten years it has not been a well run, well oiled football program. And mm-hmm. Al Golden's trying to get it back to that. He still has things he needs to clean up. Um but I think right now, if you're a Miami fan, you've got to stay behind him and, and, and let him continue on the course that he's been on. He, he's, he's made a lot of things better. You know, just I agree. Keep going. What, do you, what do you think about the quarterback position next year? Well, I'm anxious to see Ryan Williams. You know, I, I mean, all I keep hearing is how much he's progressed and you know, his, his arm's gotten stronger. He, he's, he's really been doing very well in practice. Um, I'm very anxious to see if that translates – into upgraded performance with the first-team offense next year. If it doesn't, I think you've got some young quarterbacks coming in that could get looks very, very quickly. I don't and I got this, this was our, our if, if window. This Coker, kid, this Coker kid at Florida State who's talking about transferring uh, because mm-hmm. he's behind Jameis Winston, if he ends up deciding to transfer to Miami, don't be shocked if he's not your quarterback. Would he have to sit out a year or he could come right in? I don't think so. I think he's graduating from Florida State. So come right in. Don't hold me. I haven't looked into that in depth, so don't hold me to that as gospel. But there's been some I talk. Hear all that the, you know, I've listened to this show for the last hour or so, and I've heard nothing but people complain about our record. I think if we don't have a good quarterback next year, it could be worse. Real easy. It, it absolutely could be worse. And that's and why there's, that's no time, there's no time to be wasted fixing anything. Okay, And if you can come back and fix your defense, and that can help you win a game or two next year um, – so that you're sitting here a year from now with nine wins again or something, then, you know, I, I think you've you got to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, I, I, I've been a little disappointed how they've treated the, the quarterback position. I always thought Stephen Morris was a little bit of a, a look. You know, he looked really great throwing passes across his body when he was scrambling his first season, uh, but I've never seen him been able to pick apart defense, and they've never, in my opinion, gone after another quarterback to try and to try and unseat him. And, Terrible uh, and now recruiting I like, at that position. Terrible. And now we're, in a, now we're in a position where it's going to really hurt us next year, and I, I just don't see the depth there to come in and, and really put us at a level to compete with the top country, with the top programs in the country. It's been terrible recruiting a quarterback. No, no doubt about it. Totally wasted and, signings. Hmm. You know, Jed, right, Jed, Fish did, Jed, Jed Fish did not work hard enough at recruiting. All right, I'm going to let you, well, I'm gonna let you look go. Look at Teddy Bridgewater. You know, people want to talk about Shannon, this, Shannon, that. Here's a guy that, that said Teddy Bridgewater wasn't big enough to play for us. Well, I don't oh, know. Well, uh, you know, that was, that, that was screwed up before they came here, to be honest with you. They, they had a meeting with Teddy Bridgewater, but, you know, that was already messed up. You know, if Randy Shannon was still there, Teddy Bridgewater would have probably come to Miami. But it, it just got messed up. All right, let me let you go and let me get some other people on. Uh, thanks so much for calling. Uh, give us a call again next week. All right, thanks, Gary. Yes, sir. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 845, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing, Gary? This is Greg, long-time subscriber. never called What's in. up, Greg? Uh, i got a few points. Um, it's obvious Al Golden knows defensive line talent 
since he recruited Muhammad Wilkerson, who's probably one of the top defensive ends in the NFL at this point. So um, another thing, um, the game day experience at Miami football games is pathetic, and it's amazing how Al Golden can recruit as well as he can when he's competing against Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, Florida, LSU, who have much better game day atmospheres than Miami. I just don't understand the fan base. It's, it's lethargic. I was at the Florida game. I sat in this, the whole section was Florida Gator fans. I, I just don't get it. You know, I, it is what it is. You know, it's been this way forever, you know, and, and you're right. I think when they lose kids, that's why. That, that would be why they lose them. Um, that would be a big part of the reason. And uh, it is what it is, but it's been proven that Miami can overcome that um, because there's so much talent in South Florida to form the foundation of the team uh, that you can overcome that. All right. I've seen Chad Thomas and um, Demetrius Jackson play. Uh, what are they, like 230 pounds? Are they going to be able to hold up on the defensive line, or are they going to be out? Not if they have to play. Not if they have to be true freshmen and play. I don't think so. You know, well, that's part. That's part problem. of the problem, by the way. That's part of the problem is they don't ever redshirt anybody here anymore because they can't. Because I have a they, they're, that they're under. Oh, well, they're under so much pressure to win right away all the time. You know, you have to win, 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 win at all. You know, and and these kids come in and they're they're thrown out there as true freshmen. I mean, Muhammad shouldn't have been playing this year. What's he done? I mean, he's been okay. He's rushed the passer a little bit on third down. He hasn't impacted any games. You know, I mean, he's too small. Not strong enough, not not developed enough. enough. Right, he needed to redshirt this year. Tyreek McCord, everyone's all excited about Tyreek McCord. Tyreek McCord's going to be a junior next year already. But he's made some big plays. Yeah, but... Not he hasn't. He's not a game shaping player. He's already going to be a junior next year. You know, I, he should I have been a freshman. Yeah, you know, he should have redshirted. He shouldn't have had to play now, last year. I agree. The problem is just look at the rec- the last recruiting class of Randy Shannon. Where are the defensive players? Jimmy Gaines. Probably he's the a, worst. Probably the worst recruiting pathetic. class in college football history. So I think those last, the last two. The last two classes were probably the worst in college football history. Right. I think Al Goldman should be commended that his senior class is, is, is giving him very little. And my one last yep. point, Tracy Howard, I think, is to be a great player, supposed to be a five-star recruit. Why don't they play press man-to-man coverage once in a while? And maybe they'll get more pressure on the quarterback instead of playing these laid-back zones. He's it's another one. He's, gonna be a, he's already going to be a junior. He's about to be a junior already. He's just, yeah, starting, okay. learning, he's just starting to figure out how to play. He's already going to be a junior. But he's you can't keep, some nice you can't plays keep running. For us, this cannot keep going on like this. Well, how is it going to end? Bring in some Chucos. Bring in five Chuco defensive linemen. Let them play well, tr- for the next two they're years. They're trying. 
They're bringing every JUCO they can get right now. They're trying. Well, I hope so they we'll do a better job at that because that's the only way they're going to we'll compete. See, man. This Michael I Weiss better be a great call. player. <laughs> I hope Michael, so. Michael Weiss is going to need for, to be a great player next year. All right, thanks for calling. Thank Give you us a call for hearing me out. Not a problem. Bye Give now. us a call next week. All right, let's go now to the um, let's go seven eight six where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, how's it going, Gary? It's going good. How are you doing? Who's this? Good. I can't complain. Uh, this is Hunter. What's up, Hunter? Um, I'm a big fan of uh, recruiting, and, uh, you know, the latest news for us is uh, Johnny Dixon set to make his decision December 7th. Uh, what, are your, you know, what is your opinion on him? Do you think we get him? Man, I don't know. You know, I, I saw that kid – um, I spent some time with him back in July in Chicago, and he flat told me Miami was his number one school. And, and I that day I would have said for sure he's coming to Miami. And I haven't seen him around that much this fall, and that bothers me a little bit. Mm. You know, he, he, he's yeah. a kid. He lives up the road in Palm Beach and just has not been around very much. And, and you know, he's being recruited by Ohio State. He's being recruited by Alabama. Um, it's going to be tight. You know, I don't know. You know, um, if I had to make a bet right now, I would say Miami still, but it's going to be tight. It's by it's yeah. far from slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. His if we if we get him, it'll be huge. You know, to to help out Ryan or, or one of the freshmen that oh, come he would in. Be, so, yes, he he would be we great. We got Braxton Berrios. Yep. Yeah, it, it would be huge. You know, Stacy Coley, Dorsett. We have a yep. lot of weapons around him. It would be great to get, get him. He's, lot, he's yeah. a big-time receiver. He's really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as uh, one of uh, the the guys who I, uh, I admire a lot, uh, Kiari Clark, the defensive tackle right now committed to Florida. Um, as you probably know, he grew up a, a long-term Miami Hurricanes fan, but committing to Florida, you, you still think we get him, or is he no, a easy No, they were gator? never recruiting him. They were never recruiting him hard. Mm-hmm. He went he, – he, he ran the Florida quick because Miami was not recruiting him hard. Wow. And and you know he's he's another. I'm not. I I you know I was not as sold on him to be honest with you. I think you know getting Moten, getting Valentine, um, those guys are better players than Kari Clark. To be totally honest with you, and then you yeah. have Michael Weiss, you know, a, a good JUCO mm-hmm. defensive tackle. Um, I I just think that those are better pickups than Kari Clark. I don't I don't think that's a problem at all. Okay. Do you think we can get a, another big defensive tackle, or is what's going to, what's going to happen? I mean, I'm sure they want to. You know, what, what do you, you have eight commitments there. Would they go to nine? I think they would, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we're trying ooh, to recruit some of uh, the Juca defensive tackles, but to get a, a big-time, you know, four-star freshman come in, you know, you have some depth at that position, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. Yeah, the problem is a lot of these JUCOs don't have grades. They can't come in at midterm. And if, if yeah, you're going to be bringing a, Ju- a JUCO in in July, that doesn't help you a lot, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, you're right. Because, you know, you, you, you want them in spring practice. And you want them in the yeah. off-season program learning and so they can really help you right away. That's for sure. And uh, right, my last me... question, Gary. Um, yep. I want to know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, – one of our backup quarterbacks is Garrison Lasseter. Um, you know, he's, he, I think he's 27 or something like that. He's already a, a grown man. Uh, he plays sometimes for the Yankees. I mean, how come Miami doesn't give him a shot? Is, is he terrible? I mean, we, we could use it. He's already a grown man. We're, we're not going to really use him in the future anyways. I say give him a shot, you know. Nah, I don't know about that. 
you don't know, have you ever seen him play or anything? No, I mean it's yeah. not. That's not a, That's not even an issue. <laughs> yeah, just that one <laughs> of the freshmen are. That one of the freshmen yeah. to take the spot. Yeah. All right. Well, it was not good talking to you, Gary. All righty, give us a call again. Right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go now to the three oh five where you are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey Gary, how's it going? Going good. Who's this? Uh this is Sergio again from last week. What's up, Sergio? Um, what you got? Yeah, uh, I was watching the Jamal Carter highlight video and where he says um he just wants to kill someone out there and well he he has some swagger, you know. Mm-hmm. And wait, was that you interviewing him by the way? Jamal Carter, no. Oh, you talking yeah, about when he was in high school or when he was in high school? Yeah, 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 yeah that was me. Yep. Yeah, because it sounded it sounded like he. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, I well, remember um, that. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was the day he signed. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But um, for next year, do you, how do you see his playing time and production going? Because he looks like a stud to me. It's all going to be how well he picks up the mental side of the game. You know, if he picks up the mental side of the game, he'll be in the in the rotation uh, without question with Jenkins and and Bush. Um, but it, you know, it's up to him. He's, he's got a, you know, they're they're going to be counting on him. I'll tell you that, because you know you don't see a lot of safety. You know, you, it's going to be Jenkins and Bush, and, and and that's about it. You know, going into next year, so yeah, uh, they're they're, they're going to need Jamal Carter. Yeah, I think so, and he seems like a, a guy like. I saw my Kane sets. He seemed pretty like I don't know. He he seems like he could be that tough guy, you know. To On me. paper, he's exactly what you want. Now he's just got to yeah. develop into that kind of player. Yeah. All right. And for my second point, I don't know. It's kind of dumb, but am I the only one who doesn't like the all orange and the all white? I mean, what happened to just going with orange pants or like even the green jerseys? Uh, that's what I like. No idea, but I hated that gray uniform they put out the other day. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Did you see Did you see that in the uh, Virginia Tech game? Oh, that was nasty. Yeah, yeah, I was there getting soaked. I I did not I didn't like that uniform. Yeah, it was kind of weird to be honest. I just yeah. like the old green jerseys, uh, but I don't know. Not really big fan of the all orange and all away, but that's pretty much it. All right, man. Thanks for calling us. All right. uh, give us give us all a call right, again no next week. Alrighty, bye bye. Let's go out now to the two three nine where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, Kurt. What's up, Kurt? What you got? Uh, I have a few, a few uh, questions. Not really questions, but comments. As far as like the they, the guy saying like as far as with the freshman, uh, Duke Johnson showed you if you got it, you got it. Stacy Cooley showing you if you got it, you got it. You know what I mean? So it's not a matter of if offensive skill players or not. I, you know, I yeah, mean, also, but as far as the defensive line, I understand you have to have your weight up in this and that. You have yeah, to have you gotta, it's that, a, but, that, that's a whole but, different deal. Yeah. But 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 certain positions, okay, it's not whether you're a freshman or whatever, because if you have it, that it factor, you know what I mean? And then it's like with Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is not going to allow his players to be out of position like that. And then furthermore, you know, if he allowed Nick Saban not going to be having that, he's not going to just have people out of position doing this and doing that. No, it, it's some, sometimes it's, it's with the scheme. You know, just like the guy said with Tracy Howard. I agree with him. I feel like some some coverage, Tracy Howard more maybe a man-to-man, but we will never get a full skill set or whatever if you run this dude in the zone. 
obviously it's not working because we're getting killed running the zone. You know what I, I mean? I don't, let goes, me tell you, here, here's where I think there's a little bit of a disconnect. I, I don't think people understand the dynamics of a coaching staff and how much of a role position coaches play. And a coordinator – he spends so much time watching film and game planning and scheming and those kind of things. He's counting on his position coaches underneath him to prepare those guys mentally for the game on Saturday. And when you're seeing mental busts all over the field the way we're seeing every week, that's not just the coordinator. I got news. I mean, I'm telling you, people don't understand that. You're right. You know what? It's 50-50, Gary. But but you know what? Don't get me wrong. I love Al Golden to death. That's my guy. But this is the thing, Al Golden. This is Miami. It's about championships. Nine wins, ten wins, eleven. It's not going to cut it here, Al Golden. Point blank period. It's about championships. And as far as the Fournio, he got to realize it's not personal. It's business. No, but, but it it's takes time personal. to get to that down here. It, yeah, it, it, I'm just, it's, pro- it, it's, it, it's not personal. It's business. And me, I'm hollering for Bush Davis to come back. We could put him on the defensive side. I want Bush Davis. Bush is an old right man now, now man. He's an old man. Now, he's listen. not coming back here. <laughs> he, listen, he's not that old, but I'm guaranteeing you. He's Bush in the Davis 60s. Come at, and Bush Davis will come and have that defense right. Nick Saban in his 60s. But look Bush what Davis doing. isn't coming back to Miami to be the defensive coordinator. Come on. Listen, he, listen head coaching is out. Right, listen, head coaching is out. It's just like this. I'm a diehard Kane fan, so Al Golden got with us through the rough times. So Maybe I feel Al like old two Kane fans stick with him. He he got he had us on the right path, you know. He how do you feel if Al Golden coached? How would you feel if Al Golden coached the defense himself? (laughs) I mean, until nobody's even thought thought of that. But I guarantee you, if if you put Randy Shannon in a corner right now and you asked him that question, I guarantee you, one of his biggest regrets from his time as a head coach was that he didn't take the defense by himself. And I I guarantee you, I I wish he would have because when Randy. When Randy Shannon was the coach of UM defense, they was always top-rated, always top-notch defense when he was the defense coordinator. And this is the thing. Some guys are not head coaches. That's just point blank to you. Better off defensive coordinators or whatever the case may be. And as far as, like, the, the, the position coaches, it's just like even when you look at ESPN and you look at the little highlights of all access to Alabama, look at how they guys are coaching their players. I mean, look at – I mean, as far as – cornerbacks getting on receivers and using the sideline as your friend and not your enemy. Putting that forearm on them and pushing, getting to the sideline. The sideline is your enemy. It's just it's like a whole bunch of things we need to get right. We need players with attitude. I mean, players who, it's not That's all on the coaches. It's, 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 it's on the players, too. And I'm just, I'm to the point that, like, I'm tired of hearing Al Gold and them always talking about the players this, the players that. When are we going to hear you guys were out coached? I haven't heard him say that one time. It's he takes always responsibility. Oh, no, he no, does. No. He takes responsibility himself. Anytime they so, lose, any anytime anything goes wrong, he takes responsibility himself. That is not is something a, you will ever be able to accuse Al Golden of. But no, he, but he this is the thing. Himself. This is the thing. The first thing is guys are freelancing, mental mistakes. Okay, understandable. But when is it going to be a point to where when you have teams running the exact same, it's just like well, one team. Look at the problem is the problem is people people want him to stand up and say, "Man, Jethro Franklin's not getting these defensive linemen prepared well enough for this week." 
you're never no, going to see that. Too. No, it's like it starts, he's the boss. So guess what? It starts with him. He has to say just straight up, point blank period. We were out coached, point blank period. And when he says he was out coached, we all know it's just not Al Golden by itself. We all know this. I mean, if you have common sense, point blank period, and want to use your common sense, then you would know it's just not Al Golden getting out coached by himself. It's the whole coaching staff. I'm talking about it's just like, watch this. When we play Pittsburgh Friday, I'm guaranteeing you Pittsburgh going to run the exact same plays everybody else been running on it. They're going to run the exact same plays, the exact same plays. I'm talking about they're going to have the three wide receivers out there. We're going to have two cornerbacks and a linebacker in the middle. Why? I mean, anything you try to run on Kirby Smart in Alabama, that guy adjusts, and they make it happen. You can say what you want by Alabama. They that guy, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, they make it happen. And guess what? They put yep. the players in the position to make it happen and then they showed you when the players want to get out of position or freelance or whatever the case may be, guess what? Listen, Next man. Here's up, why Alabama's great. Alabama's great because they recruit good players, they develop them very well, they coach them up, and then they go out on game day and they perform. And and that's what Miami's gotta get back to. Let me get, let you go for this week so I can get some other people on, but um, give us a call next week, okay? All right, appreciate it. Yeah, we're just uh, – it's getting late here. All right, um, we got it, um, about – I'm going to go over time, but we, you know, we officially have about seven minutes left. i got about uh, nine guys on the line here I want to get to, so um, let's try to be um, direct and to the point, and I'll try to get you all on. Let's start out in the 850 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? You with us? All right, let's go to the um, 786, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Garrett, is it me? Yes, sir. Garrett. Hey, how yes, you sir. doing? This is Darren from Farad. Long time hey, listener, man. But, all right, listen, I, w- I-, I normally don't call in, Garrett, but I'm going to try to be brief as I can, man. I'm, I had I'm, glad, to you d- to I'm your, glad you did, though. I had to, to, to come to your defense tonight, man. These, some of these early, call, early calls were brutal on you, bro. Let me give you a quick example really? of what – I mean, well, some of these guys with the expectation. Let me give you an example. Can you name one Mario Edwards on this team? Can no. you name one Eddie Goldman on this team? No. Can you name one Lamarcus Joyner on this team? No. Can you name one Kelvin Benjamin on this team except Alan Hearn? Now that last caller gave you a point. He said Alabama have their players in positions to make plays. Let me give you an example. AJ Highsmith was in the position to make a play in the Florida State game. That long beat pass. With the two deep coverage, was Calvin Benjamin out jumped him and caught mm-hmm. the ball. So is that Denofrio's fault, or that's us having uh, AJ Hosmer playing safety versus Florida State having uh, Lamarcus Joyner first playing safety? It's about talent. It's about talent. We're not. It's, we it, don't it, have it those guys yet. It, it starts, starts with, with talent. talent, and these guys want us to 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 be playing. Top-notch caliber football with subpar players, Gary. And until your point, like you said, until we get the numbers up and the caliber four- and five-star talent, we're going to have these problems. Give Al Golden a chance. I, t- I, t- I totally agree. I mean, I totally agree. But with, with the asterisk that it's the coach's responsibility to identify the talent and recruit the talent also. So you can't Gary, just say, oh, we have no talent. Uh, and, and just, right, right. You know, I'm going to say this one thing, and I'm going to let 
I'm going to say this one thing, and I'm going to let you go because I know you got other calls. But you said something earlier when you addressed recruitment of the quarterback. From the time Ja'Cory Harris went down and we had to burn Stephen Morris's red shirt in that Virginia game, what big-time quarterback have we recruited since then? And I'm going to hang up None. and listen to your answer off the air. Thanks, man. None. Unless Kevin Olsen turns yeah. out to be big time. None. Right, but that's one. That's one quarterback. That's the you're supposed to, we let Geno Smith go to yeah. We let Geno Smith go to West Virginia. We let you're supposed we let to recruit. Bridgewater go you follow what I'm saying, Gary? Absolutely. We, you're supposed Al to recruit a big time quarterback every year. Every, every year, year you gotta Gary. recruit a quarterback. Every year. Yep. And if and if and if and if we had to turn them um Mark, what was his name? The Whipple's kid? But now we deserve everything we get because we had to burn this guy red because Whipple wasn't good Bingo. enough. And if You're these totally chain right. fans don't see this until we start right. hitting on those top recruits, we don't have these problems. So get used to it until we can start recruiting those five and four star recruits to come here, Gary. I mean, come You're on, man. I, I, I'm, You're giving right. these, I'm giving these coaches credit. Al Golden and his staff should have been commended for having these kids in the position to be ranked number seven. He's easy. Right. Listen, they have gotten all they're going to get out of this class, out of these kids here. And we should have been commended for getting these kids to overachieve. Yeah, these kids, done, they've gone as far as they're going to go with the talent we have. I mean, what are they expecting? You have these kids overachieving. But when we were you're playing, correct. When but, we were, but, it's there, but they also they have to recruit better players, and they have to develop right. them better and quicker. And then they've got to prepare right. them for games better. There's no doubt for about games, it. It's, exactly. It's everything. It's everything. You're exactly right. Um, Florida State got Mario Edwards. We got Shayon Green. I love his leadership and toughness, but he's not no Mario Edwards. In That's that game, true. you look at the play Mario Edwards made versus Shayon Green was one-on-one with Jameis Winston, and he whiffed. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it, it comes down to players got recruiting. to execute, man. That's recruiting. Hey, Gary, I enjoy listening to you, man, and I'm, I'm hoping I mean, the Kings hey, can land some of these five-star players and four-star players that's sitting on the fence. And then we go from there. Let's judge you Jordan what he's got, what he's dealing with a loaded deck, man. I'm going to hang up and go. You got it, man. Give us a call again next week. All right, let's go now. 770. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Hello? Gary, they put me back on. I didn't want to talk. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. All right, you're back on hold. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's wrong. Yeah, put me back. All right, um, let's go next to the uh, 904, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello? All right, let's go to the 786, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary. Yes, sir. Gary. Yes. Can you hear me, Gary? I can hear you. Man, this is Dex Mill. This is who's been commenting, long-time subscriber, who has been commenting every time you try to compare Bush Davis's tenure versus Al Golden's tenure. Now, let me oh, just I'll have that argument with you every day. It's, it's on, very Gary. similar. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let, let me get my point, and then you say yours, because you say it's similar, and I'm going to tell you how it's not similar. Your point is this, Gary. Your point is it took Bush Davis six years. Even though Bush was hit with the axe, Al Golden was threatened with the axe. Even though Bush was hit with 31 scholarship reductions by force, by force, Al Golden's turnover, Al Golden's turnover.
turnover, which you're alluding to, has been because he's recruited players like Ricardo Williams out of Homestead, the kid out of Cypress Bay, the kid out of uh, uh, Vero Beach, and then he finds out later on those players are either bad apples, like the, like the linebacker out of Atlanta, or they're not talented enough, so he has to part ways with them. There's a difference between your roster being turned over because you're making bad evaluations, whether it be character evaluations or talent evaluations. There's a difference than your roster being cut because the NCAA says it has to be cut. Do not compare that. You cannot compare that, Gary. Now let me hear what you got to say about that. <laughs> I think you're making a good point. I don't disagree with you at all, and that's why I include so if, you disagree with, if you don't disagree with me, why do you keep – because there's one Gary. thing there's one thing you're not taking under consideration What's there's the a reason thing, that, there's and it's not an excuse but a lot it's of those signings that wait let me finish a lot of those signings that you're talking about and you're 100 percent correct but a lot of those mistakes in recruiting or uh compromises in recruiting have been made because of, A, um, in his first year, they didn't have adequate time to evaluate, and they made a lot of mistakes, and, B, with the NCAA cloud hanging over the program the last couple of years, they couldn't get a lot of the big-time players who were going to other schools, and they had to settle. And, and they made mistakes. Okay. Yes, you're right. But at the end of the day, hey, there, there have been – wait, let me finish. There have been 40-plus players in the last three years that have – been jettisoned from this program, and to me, that's the same thing as losing 31. Go ahead. Well, well, Gary, you still, Gary, how can you think that those 40-some players that have been that have been that have been gone from this program are strictly because the, the NCAA cloud? Why don't you say... I didn't say strictly. Some, I said they've listen, made mistakes, too. Gary, you, but, Gary, you keep alluding to it, Gary. Gary, listen, man, listen. There is no... I don't know how you can compare... Losing, I'm talking about not, not having the opportunity to go out and recruit, no matter what you recruit under, you still had the opportunity to go out and recruit and evaluate. Bush Davis didn't have Okay, that but year one was a write-off. Year one, you have to okay, give I'll year take, one a okay, write-off. I, okay, guess what? I'll take year one. You still and you know what that means? Years. Wait, wait, wait. Slow, slow down. You know what that means? If year one's a write-off, that means you had three straight recruiting classes that were pieces of garbage. Gary. Gary, you Gary, don't think that's like Gary, being on probation? Gary, Gary. Man, that's Gary, worse than probation. Gary, Gary, it's worse. Oh, my God. Gary, how, Gary, let me ask you something, Gary. How can being worse, how, how, can, how can you being in jail be worse than you being almost in jail? How? When you blow you know, three recruiting classes in a row? Who blew, who blew them? Who this blew program. Them? Listen, how Tracy Howard got here? How Deion Bush got here? Alabama wanted all these players. Every good player on the football team, for the most part, came in the last two years. Okay, Gary, I guess what? Well, we're going to move on because you just uh, not. No, no, no. Let me. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. Because we're tight for time anyway. But you name me three players on this team that are great players that um, that aren't receivers that came that, that that didn't come here in the last two years. Tenzel Perry is going to be a long. Standing player in the NFL, I guarantee you. Yeah, he was in Denzel that first class. Patrick, one. Listen, listen, Denzel Perryman gonna be. Uh, hey, listen, this, this, that's this, one. A lot of these players. Uh, 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 Rashawn Jenkins is gonna be a long-standing player 
Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but he he's last two you years watch, too, right? He's a he's a sophomore. You watch and see. But hold on, Gary. Let me move on to back to Derek because I know Derek from the streets, right? And Derek know me. I can't believe Derek out of all people called here and said we need to give these coaches a chance. Let me tell you something, Derek, and let me tell you something to all you Canes fans out there. Let, let me tell you something. Listen to me closely, Canes fans. I want to see. I'm not a disgruntled uh, a, a Canes fan. I want to see Al go to succeed. I really do. But I'm gonna tell you something. Al Golden is coming to Miami with the mindset of turning Miami into Temple slash Penn State slash Virginia. Now, let me explain to y'all something, right? Miami has been developed and made over 35 years. 35 years. You ever hear the saying, Gary, sometimes? You hear Arkeo say it sometimes. He's a Miami guy. That, what that means is we have a certain type of player that has made this program over 35 years. What Al Golden is doing, right, and this is what he's messing up at, and this is what I think the biggest problem is of everything in the totality. Al Golden is coming here with great intention, great intention, right? But he's trying to he's trying to reinvent the wheel, if you will, that the of a wheel that's already been created at a certain institution. See, each institution around the, around the United States, they have their own formula, they have their own makeup. Alabama has a certain makeup. Notre Dame has a certain makeup. USC has a certain makeup, so forth and so on. Miami has a certain makeup. What you have to do is you have to come here, recognize that makeup, then proceed with integrity, with with, with discipline, so forth and so on. But when you totally try to remake, totally try to make new players, Al Golden, case in point, if y'all not following me, case in point, Al Golden wants to run that two-gap system. His recruiting base, his, this is just one point. His recruiting base is a speed recruiting base. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. So when you come in here and he try to make two-gap players out of hitting and quitted players, as you've been hearing over and over again, it ain't going to work. When you come here and try to make what we're, what we're used to of 230-pound linebackers into 245-pound linebackers, that ain't us. It ain't us. That's just an example, people. That ain't the only thing. I'm saying in a totality, Al Golden trying to change this culture and this place into something that it's not. Geographically, we're not going to be – we're just not like that. The kids down here that are born and raised down here, they're just not like the kids that go to Notre Dame. They're not like the kids that go to Penn State. They're not like the kids that go to Virginia. They're different kids. He doesn't realize that, and he's stubborn, and guess what it's going to cost him? Because if three years – listen. I'm not saying well, we should be winning. Let me that. let me exactly. let me oh, stop. Oh, my last point. You're right. My you're not wrong. Point, well, I'm not Listen. saying we should be winning that national championship. It's my last point. I'm not. I've been waiting so long, and then my phone's been hanging up. That's why I'm talking and on and on. I'm not saying we should be winning the national championship, people. I'm not saying we should be competing with Florida State people. But one great sign of a great coach is you see progress over years and progress over a season since Al Golden has stepped foot on the University of Miami campus, none of you Hurricane fans can look yourselves in the mirror and be honest and tell me we are progressing. You cannot see it. Well, that's not true. Whoa. You don't, you, now, we're not, no one's happy with these losses this year, but you, you know, you go from six to seven to nine, that's progress, okay? Gary, Come on, not that's progress. You play the likes of F- if, Gary, it might not be F- what F- you want or anybody Gary. wants, Gary, but it is some, there's F- some F- progress. Not when you're playing Savannah State, FAU, South Florida, who's the worst team in, in, in the AAU conference. Not when you're playing that schedule, Gary. Not Gary. Don't do that, Gary. You know no, better. I don't disagree with you. They you should have been better. Gary, I already said Gary, that. Gary, they should have won 11 games this year. 
Gary, you've been a Kane fan for 30 years, man. You know better than some of the stuff you say. That's why you make me so upset with you. Because you've been Actually, around too long. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with anything. No, you're, you're wrong because I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying other than that. You know, we don't agree on the Butch Davis, Al Golden thing, but that's fine. We don't have to agree. But, you know, I'm not saying anything that you're saying is wrong. You're calling him stubborn. Let's wait and see what he does here in the offseason, and, we'll, and then we can debate how hey, stubborn he is. Give him a couple months here, and let's see what he does. Let, Gary, let me give you this story right here. Let, 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 let me tell you why I said it about Al Golden. I talked to a player, right? I don't want to say this player's name because I don't know who's listening. I talked to a player. He was at he was here at the University of Miami when Al Golden first got here. He told this is what he told me. I asked him, "Why did you transfer, man?" I said, "Right now, you would have been a star on this team." He said, "Man, it ain't like that." He said, "What happened was this." He said, "When Al Golden first got to the University of Miami, he told all the players, "Listen, players, it's gonna be changed around here." This is verbatim what he said. Al Golden said, "He said I'm not gonna be recruiting all of the players from South Florida anymore. I'm gonna recruit players from everywhere." He said, we're going to change this whole culture down here. This is what he's telling the player, right? And then he told this particular player, right? The particular player had a little issue, had a little problem. You know, he was a little knucklehead a little bit. Young kid. Al Golden told him, he, Al Golden threatened the kid with playing time. When Al Golden threatened the kid with playing time, the kid transferred. Al Golden blocked him from 26 different schools or going to. My point, my point for saying that is this. When Al Golden got here, it showed you he didn't understand the culture, understand the player. Because if he did, he would have understood. How could he understand the culture? Do you think this is a normal culture down here? How does somebody come from the the Northeast just walk in and understand this culture? And and that's that's my point. My point is Al's not a bad guy. He's an intelligent, great guy. But when it doesn't fit, it just doesn't fit. Listen, Kansas City Chiefs were 2-14 last year. Andy Reid went over there with the same roster and look what their record is right now. They on the way to the playoffs. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I think, honestly, I think, I think three years is long enough. Even with the NCAA cloud, I'm taking it into consideration. I ain't no dummy. I've been around football all my life. I'm, I'm a very intelligent person. All I'm saying is, Al is a great person. He is, and 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 he's he's such a well-spoken dude. He's such a great CEO. He's such a great businessman that he has a lot of us, a lot of you guys, fooled into thinking that he's the right guy. When what's going on is you want him to be the right guy because he's such a great figurehead. He's a great figurehead, but truth be told, he's not the right fit. For I don't think we know man. yet. Uh, the jury's out. Does, does I don't think make, we know yet. Make, we don't know. And we're not going to know for a couple more years. We don't know. I think you got to see what he does. This is a, this is this is it, man. This is this is the this is where the the curve is, so to speak. I think you got to give him a chance. See what he does here in the off season. See what he does. If you think Al Golden is a bad person, that's not what I'm saying. I love Al Golden. No, I'm saying I'm saying give him a chance to fix his problems. See what he does. If he comes back and he doesn't fix them, and it's the same thing next year. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be target practice. Okay. It's been three we, years, Jerry. <laughs> it's been three years, and he's still and in, in, in recruiting. I told you this last week when I called you. In recruiting, even in this class, he's still taking project players like Ryan May, like the kids from Dillard. He's still taking them. He's, well, I, I can go name you. We don't know if they're project players. Right we don't know. We don't and know that yet. We don't know that yet. Everybody, well, listen, everybody who's a talent, a talent evaluator who I know, they say those kids aren't Miami players. They don't know why Al Golden's still taking them. He's still well, doing it. I mean, we'll, 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 
try to get on because they've been on right, hold me, for a me, long time. Let, let me let, let me let, let these me other guys get off the show and you call back next week. Deal? All right, let me listen to the last two callers. All right. Hey, thanks for calling. You made great points. We don't agree on everything, but you made great points. All right, we're gonna squeeze the last last two calls in. Let's first first go to the um, eight five zero where hopefully you're still there. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hello. Yep, yeah, you're on the air. How are you? Yeah, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for holding on. What you got? Yeah, and I just said, no, he, he's doing a pretty good job his first three years. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, and I think this is a crucial, and this is a crucial time right now. Yeah. Uh, so how many players do he have from South Florida so far? This on year, the, the recruiting class. Um, let me pull it up in front of me here. Um, a lot. I mean, they've they've been. Uh, They've been getting a lot of commitments from South Florida. Let me just go through the commit the commit list here real quick and um, count them up. But um, I mean, it's in the teens. Um, let's okay. see. You got one. Um, let's try to go fast here. Two. And by South Florida, I'm gonna call it the Tri County area. Three. Four. Six, seven, eight, nine. Sorry, I just the ten. I'm trying to go as fast as I can here. Eleven. Um, did you have anything else while I'm counting here? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm saying that's a lot of players from South Florida. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't I, get, I, what, I count, players. I got fifteen right now. So that's half what he's going to allow to get, right? Yeah. From South yep. Florida. See? I mean, so, you know, he, he's relying a lot on South Florida. I don't know where that whole statement came from that he's not going to recruit kids in South Florida. I don't know what I don't know what that kid was talking about because he's been recruiting in right. South Florida quite quite a bit. Okay. In, in Florida State, Florida State play the same teams Miami play, right? Yeah. So Florida State ain't got but two legitimate wins. Oh, I agree. They've benefited from a soft schedule too. I mean, there's just not a lot of good. Teams. Thank you. It's just you. not. The, mean, the ACC is not good. No. Hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. Did you have anything else? Yeah, I'm saying Miami may miss some plays in the Florida State game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to give you a chance to get to the other call. I know it's, it's, it's you're running over time. All right, so yeah, give, give, us, give us a call next week. Call earlier. All right, let's go. Okay. Um, let, Last call of the night. We're going to go to the um, the three three zero where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? I'm doing great, Gary. How's it going? I'm doing good. Take us home. What you got? Hey, uh, defensive line. You know, um, you know. I look at the the guys that we have here. Uh, last year, I know some of these guys were performing well in that four three scheme, and and this year we've got uh, you know uh, Olson Pierre, who's just regressed horribly. Porter, who's regressed horribly, um, you know, so that's one issue that I have in terms of development. Um, and then secondly, you know, quite honestly, I know when Randy was the coach, I think he sort of demoted uh, Barrow as a linebacker coach. And, 
and quite honestly, I, I know he's such a great recruiter and we don't want him to go anywhere else, but, you know, I question his ability to coach linebackers. Now, I know he's played 10 years in the league, but coaching it, I just haven't seen it. You know, I see Arthur Brown, who he, who he was conveying to Randy, kept saying, basically telling Randy that the guy's not getting it, and that's why Randy wouldn't play him. And then he goes somewhere else, and he's, you know, you know, he's he's an all star. Um, you know, so I I, th- I think everyone's on trial. I, you know, I really do. You know, I, like I said, I don't think it's a one man deal. I think I think everybody who's involved with the defensive side of the football is on trial right now. Right. I think that 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 is something to to look at. And then, uh, like you said, you know, uh, you look at some of these programs, the bottom half of the top twenty. I mean, they're not getting half the. Re- I mean, even with Al Golden, except for his first year, the other two years, he still had decent recruiting class. You know, by everyone's standards, you know, top fifteen. Uh, and typically, when Jimmy Johnson was winning, that's where he was. You know, thirteen to fifteen every year, year in year out. So yep. you know, I gotta I gotta look at his coaching ability. You know, and and uh, you know, I love Al Golden. Yeah, he is a great CEO. He speaks well. He talks well. But at the end of the day. You know, you've been getting better better recruiting classes than some of these, uh, you know, bottom dwellers in the top 20 that are that are there consistently that are kicking our butts. You know, I'd love yep. to give our talent to uh, the coach over there at Duke and see what he could do with it. Uh, because he, he didn't recruit anywhere near where we are. And he kicked their butts big time. I mean, yeah. that was amazing. He, he, he Offense, defense, he kicked their butts to the tune of 25 points, man. Listen, I mean, that truth, was, be told, that, Gary, uh, truth be told, uh, West Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech, really, I don't think has recruited as well as we have the past two years. Nope. That game <laughs> nope. was a little goofy because of the 21 points they were given by the special teams, and we don't know how the game would have gone if that had not happened. Um, but, you know, they've, 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 there have been problems. Yeah, They're every game. North Carolina, what games you've won, North games you've lost. Yeah. It's been the same problem I mean, in every in every every week. It seems to me that the players, some of the players, have sort of, you know, Golden's message is sort of looks like it's beginning to fall on deaf ears. No, I wouldn't know, go that I far. I, I think they just they, they don't have a lot of great players. They're not doing a good enough job of developing them quickly. They're not preparing them well enough for the games. There's there's mental errors all over the place, and I think they got to get it fixed. <laughs> and it's a it's a there's a lot of issues there. Listen, I, and, I look and that's at some being of the as players. honest as possible, you know. I'm being as honest as I can be, you know. None of us are happy about it. It is what it is. AJ Highsmith should be on the bench, and some of those other guys. Jamal Carter should have played this year. Daryl Williams played. Miami should be players. doing better than that. Yes, Miami Darryl should have Williams better players. You know, Charles Farms and played as a true freshman and was an All-American. That kid played in South Florida. He can come in and he can play as a four-star recruit, whatever he was. He, over yep. those kids that we had, and that's all I got to say. All righty, thanks for calling. Uh, give us a call again uh, next week. All right, everyone's still on hold. I, I really apologize, um, you know, that we didn't get to you tonight. Uh, please call back next Tuesday night. Uh, just get in with us a little earlier. Um, great show, guys. You know, really good show. A lot of great points made tonight. Um, obviously, big stakes. I, I think on Friday at Pittsburgh. I, I, I think there's a big difference between finishing with eight wins and finishing with nine um, perception-wise, bowl game-wise, and uh, hopefully the Hurricanes show up big at Heinz Field and uh, make a good accounting for themselves and, and come home from the cold 
with a victory. Uh, thank you for everybody that participated tonight. We'll see you next week.